Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whoa. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Now. Yeah, it is 5 to 6 p.m. p.m. on Thursday the 8th. We're all in the office late today mm. because we're here for Summer Game Singular, Singular. Fest, Fest that's on tonight. And we thought, why not just do the podcast? keep ourselves entertained for a few hours mm-hmm. between normal work end time and show time. So we're doing the podcast. This is, I think, a first for us. I don't think we have ever recorded the podcast this late in the day. No. I think it's always been in the morning, either on Thursday or a Wednesday or sometimes a Friday, yeah. potentially. And it's also, we may have done it once before, but it's a, a very rare thing that if we have a, a, a thing to do in the evening, mm-hmm. that we would all stay here. I mm-hmm. think occasionally some of us have stayed, but we've never had a little sleepover like this. No. And stayed after work mm-hmm. into the evening. Yeah. It's very exciting. Mm. So as it stands at the time of recording, we are mere hours away from Summer Game Fest. Who? Uh, hello? Mia Hours. Uh, Mia Hours. Mia Hours. Yeah. The, she, no, she's... Um, She's the wife of Ethan, isn't she? From the it doesn't matter. Winters. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. Uh, you disrupted me, so I, I did, thought yeah. I just disrupted even yeah, more. Yeah, cool. We are hours away from Summer Game Fest. The big discussion will involve us talking about Summer Game Fest tomorrow at the time yeah. of recording. But as it stands, it's not yet happened. We've got some questions. We've got some whoopah potentially. I don't mm-hmm. know. Is it a section we've ever done before? No. Maybe. Uh, but first off, of course, we need to talk about this week's sponsor, which mm. is. Very real, mm-hmm. very video game adjacent. Yeah, helps us keep the lights on here. Is um, does Dead Island Two: The Spider he's, work this uh, night? Yeah, he's still in my bathroom. Uh, he's All actually right. got closer now. He used to be on the ceiling in the far corner. Now he's down right next to the bowl. Whoa. So ah. um, every time I go in, I say hello. Please don't move off your web. <laughs> Just stay where stay you are. There. Thank you. Does so he much. get a lot of food in there? Is there a lot of flies in there for Dead Island? Not really. I've not noticed a lot of flies. He's surviving though. Yeah. Amazing. But is he thriving? Anyway, Peter. Peter, you got got the ad there. What's this week's sponsor? I've got an ad here. So as you may have noticed by the time this goes out, it's it's been a bit of a strange um, week for us, stream schedule wise. You two did a swap, Mm -hmm. didn't you? Mm -hmm. Uh, Thursday, we didn't do a joint stream because we were waiting for, well, it was a joint stream, but it was a different one because we were Mm -hmm. doing uh, some uh, some game fest. Yeah. And then also, uh, James is away. 
Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not done his stream. No. no. He's away at some music events, music festival. Yeah. Um, so Download. <laughs> download. Or other, you know, some music festival or other. Right. Maybe download. Um, but fortunately, uh, despite not being in the office, he was still able to um, do do his duty for the company. And he's actually managed to secure a sponsor for us. Oh, wow. From oh. Download. Yeah. Um, so we are sponsored today by the festival where he has been right now. Yeah. In the nice warm weather. Summer James Fest. Summer James. Well, it's er- yeah, I think it's erroneously <laughs> people say James Fest, but it's just a singular Jame. Yeah, okay. um, one Jame. Summer James Fest. Right. Have cool. sponsored us. That's amazing. What yeah. happens at Summer James Fest? Yeah, you go uh, maybe with or without your friend James, or yeah. hopefully more than one of your friends James. And then it would be the plural. James. Yeah, James. Yeah. A few James, and then you listen to some music in the sun at the fest. Who's it hosted by? Uh, Jeff Keighley. <laughs> yeah. He's so busy. He's at really the busy. That's this week. amazing. He's wow. so busy. Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Summer Jame Fest. What more can this man do? Don't know. Um, but definitely this. And his right? best mate Hideo Kojima. Yes, indeed. Uh, and I sure hope that Jeff remembers to take his blazer off and just go for the t-shirt yeah. rather than the combo when he gets to a, a very it's more warm relaxed fest. at Summer Jame Fest. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's not actually real. Oh, he doesn't have time to do that. It would be real if he. We asked him, and he said, "I'm sorry, I'm I'm really tired." Any this other week, week yeah. and I would have been there. <laughs> he would have been there at Summer Jam Fest. Yeah, not this Damn. time. No. Damn it! Sadly not. Gosh, but darn James it. is at download. Yeah, he, he is, is actually at, at festival. He is. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not sponsored by Summer Jam Fest, unfortunately, uh, but we are sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. And if you support us at a certain tier, no, that's not, that's the wrong bit. I've just watched two, uh, two of our videos back to back. That's the problem. Per month. For as little as $1 per month, you, you can, can ask submit questions. questions to, to this, this podcast. podcast. You can also, for $5, get Worst Games Ever. Yeah. And, and Weirdest, weirdest games, games Ever. I've watched ever both Worst and Weirdest Games Ever today just before recording this thing. That's what's throwing me off. Mm. Everything's throwing me off today mm-hmm. because it's a strange time of day to be and doing this. And this room is boiling hot. It's musty. We are yeah. in here after the, the Wrestle Boys have been in. Usually it's the other way around and it, it has a smell. It's not <laughs> unpleasant. I want to clarify. Oh my god! It's not no. unpleasant. You just called them stinky. It smells of boys. Um, they were they were in here for literal hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know it's gonna smell of boys. There is a level of in warmth in here that I'm not, not used to. Normally, ten a.m. It's not quite very warm in here. I'm also not used to doing a podcast having had like a full lunch on my belly. And yeah, you feeling of, a bit sleepy. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like, it's not repeating on me, but I just feel like a, I'm just full, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to speak and it's like, oh, come on. But I'll do my best. <laughs> Listen, we're all good. We're all martyrs here. Trooper. We're going to yeah. suffer through. But if you do want to support us, you can go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Loads of tiers available. But at the $1 tier, you can submit questions to this podcast. Just like... Just like Hannah O'Neill Blunsum. No, you can't have a sip. You no, were, you were ready to, to have no, a sip. Put your water right. down. I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, hi, Bap. Having recently seen Jeff Keighley's interview that said he didn't kill E3... <laughs> And it was it wasn't competition for Summer Game Fest. Uh, do you think there is special? Uh, do you th- hello? Do you think there's space in the scene for both an E3 type event where fans can go and still experience the atmosphere of that, uh, and have the more non in person events such as Summer Game Fest? Thank you, Hannah. Thank you. Thank for you, your Hannah. Question. Um, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. 
Mine are the wrong way around for some reason. <laughs> what did you do? My question two is the question one, and I'm the one I have. How did you do that? I have no idea. So when you started reading it, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? That's question two. Oh. Anyway, sorry. It's I'm all gonna... going really well. Yeah. It's strange. Uh, I've got a little excerpt here from the original article where uh, he his interview was written up. So he was on the Video Games Chronicle podcast, and then they did a written article about it as well. Uh, in an interview on the latest episode of the VGC podcast, Keeley was asked how he felt about his reputation in some corners of the internet as, quote, the E3 killer. Um, <laughs> it's a sick name, to be fair. He said, I think E3 sort of killed itself in a way. I understand why people say Summer Game Fest killed E3, but I think, if anything, we created Summer Game Fest and I built Summer Game Fest because I saw the wheels falling off the wagon of E3. <laughs> As someone who loves that time of year, for two decades, E3 was part of my life since I was a 15-year-old kid. From the first E3 in 1995, I went to every show. I loved it, and it defined my summer. It was so exciting to me, and it was heartbreaking to see that start to fall apart. I think they had a relevancy problem, and then they also had a participation problem over the final years. So yeah, I think the question is, if we didn't do Summer Game Fest, what would happen? I think things would have been just kind of really splintered. I think things would have just kind of really splintered apart this summer. Mm. Um, I just like to say, Jeff, that it's really easy to see the wheels falling off the wagon when you're the one kicking them off. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I was, was going to say, where is where is the lie? I mean, he's he's absolutely telling the truth. No, he there. is for sure. However, what did E three do to Jeff Keighley? I don't like, know. Any opportunity, he's like, yeah, well, it was crap, wasn't it? They're not even so... dead. They're literally not even dead yet. Like they're on life support, <laughs> but he, they're not dead yet, Jeff. I guess uh, he's like what? planning their funeral. He's, he's like, he just he's does alive. not hold back, does he? No. To play, to, to play. I can't. I. It's <laughs> not going to happen. I'm not going to get to the end. To play devil's advocate. Um, I wonder if maybe he's not actually mad at E3 and mm. thinks it was crap, but he's mad at the fact that everyone else calls him the E3 killer. <laughs> right. And I mean, that would stick in your crawl, He's yeah. like, well, E3 was rubbish anyway. It's not yeah. my fault. Like, he's having to be defensive about it, potentially. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think, I mean, as you say, Ben, where's the lie? Like, I, I don't disagree with what Jeff has said. Mm. I think it's true that E3 was having issues and I don't think necessarily it was because there was this like big bit of competition in Summer Game Fest. Um, maybe you could say now that if you were a studio wanting to release your game and you had the option of going to Summer Game Fest or going to E3, and maybe you could only go to one, you probably would be more tempted to go to Summer Game Fest. Um, discounting the fact that E3 doesn't even exist at the present time, but mm. you know, hypothetically. Um, so certainly now it might be the case that there is a kind of a competition and there's a favor towards Summer Game Fest. But uh, I, I do think it was just kind of, it was an issue of really it's the age we live in where it's probably cheaper and um, in a way you have more control to put together like a nice trailer, um, a nice sort of video package and just get Jeff to roll it as part of a larger event rather than potentially doing a on stage thing at E3 and having someone ask you questions like is this an early April Fool's joke or mm -hmm. I, I don't even know if that was an, at an E3 I think it was wasn't it maybe but, at a BlizzCon um, yeah it sure. might have been a BlizzCon but you know things like that have happened or there are like awkward moments where people are dealing with the audience or technical issues which could still happen at Summer Game Fest of course but less so if most of the content is presented simply with a VT rather than a kind of on stage 
mic in hand interview. Jeff's really the only person who does the actual talking and occasionally he might just quickly bring on a developer for five minutes. Or but, Animal from the Muppets. Or, or yes, animal. or Animal from the Muppets. The Muppets. Um, uh, this is a fascinating topic and I feel like someone should make a video about this and potentially mm. have put mm. it out yesterday yeah. at the time of the yes. release of this really, podcast. Really good. Good. Yeah. What went wrong with E3 now up on our YouTube channel? Yeah, check it out. James uh, did a great go job. Go and watch it and it, it basically covers a lot of the points we're going we're gonna to mm. hit here. But mm -hmm. uh, it yeah, really goes in depth so go check it out. I think that it is a shame that E3 has kind of fallen down this hole. I think that like, do I think Jeff Keighley killed it? No. Do I have beef with Jeff Keighley? A little bit, yes. Because I feel like no one man- Does Jeff Keighley have beef with you? Though, no, he doesn't know that we have beef. Uh, <laughs> but I just feel like it's a bit weird how much, power's not the right word, but hold on the video game announcement industry that mm -hmm. Jeff Keighley has. Yeah. The fact that he has Summer Game Fest, Opening Night Live, and the Game Awards, three of the biggest events of the year. Mm. Um, and now he single-handedly killed E3. How dare he? Um, he did do it. He did we do it. We all saw him murderer. do it. Um, and I just don't really feel like he should have this much, not power, but like, I don't know what the word is, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he runs he has, it. He, he runs it. He, this he runs is his the whole monopoly in a way. Yeah, exactly. Mm. He has a real monopoly over video game announcements because when people watch Gamescom stuff, most people just watch opening night live and then we'll see the odd tidbit from throughout the week. Um, whereas now we've obviously got some game fest, which up until this year, I was under the impression that's just one show that Jeff does and everything else is separate. But from the way things have been framed this year, from his Twitter account, some game fest, Twitter account, the website, the website, all of these shows are part of Summer Game Fest, but just like on the DL. Like no one's talking about it apart from Jeff. Yeah, they don't really have much Summer Game Fest branding in and of their own right, no. but they've all agreed to sort of sit under the umbrella. Of the Summer Game Fest yeah. He has umbrella. made his own showcase E3, yeah. E3 yeah. yeah. Which is fine. And I'm glad that like, you know, it's nice to have this organization of maybe like, hey, Xbox, you can't do your showcase today because I'm doing mine. Great, brilliant. There is still one clash, which may be a problem later on, but hey, who cares? Um, and... I just think that it's weird that all of these shows kind of have been co-opted by Jeff under this Summer Game Fest umbrella, like on the DL where they've kind of not talked about it until they've been like, thanks so much for Xbox for joining the Summer Game Fest week. And I'm like, week? What are you talking about? It's just mm. one show, Jeff. It's just two yeah. hours of my time. They were definitely calling it a week at least last year, if yeah. not the year before as well. But but I don't think they were necessarily actually like co-opting stuff. They were just yeah. sort of saying, it's Summer Game Fest week. And uh, they did some officially branded branded stuff towards the end of that week, like smaller, mm. like indie stuff. But yeah, now it's kind of, it is more of an E3 feeling event. Right yeah. yeah, but the only thing that's lacking is any kind of IRL showing, any kind of like conference event where people can go. Obviously, they've got a show where you can go and watch Summer Game Fest, just the one showcase, but everything else is completely digital in the same way we've seen before. Mm. Obviously, we don't know if they're going to have the whole awkward presentation of, hi, welcome to Ubisoft Forward. We can't wait. We can't believe you're here. So nice to have you. And we they're can't in like... believe you're <laughs> And they're in the void, you know? You wanted to come and see Skull and Bones, <laughs> idiots. Like, oh, we didn't prepare. It's not even here. <laughs> I can't believe you're here. You really turned up. Eve, put the kettle on. Um, but yeah, and it's a shame that there's no IRL stuff. So if Jeff did kill E3, I would like it if he... Is he, he responsible for... Is he responsible single-handedly for, single for marrying? Is he responsible... Yeah, exactly. This is, the, this is the real question is, mm. is he going to actually replace what E3 was? Because he's saying like, oh, I loved going to all the conferences. Like yeah. I've been going for like 20 years. But it was crap though. But it was crap and I hated it and yeah. I killed it. And I did it better. Um, And so it's like, well, 
everything you might have enjoyed about that, about like seeing games, getting hands-on experience, talking to other people, surely that should be something that you're trying to bring forward into mm. this new, I didn't kill you three, but Summer Game Fest is everything it was, but better, you know? Hey yeah. guys, uh, Jeff Jeff Keeley, more like Jeff Keeley three. Good, Whoa, Jeff Steely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I agree that there's like a little bit of confusion about now kind of what Summer Game Fest actually is because I thought I was going mad. When I read this question from Hannah, I thought, hang on, isn't there a hands-on portion to Summer Game Fest this year? And I thought I was going insane because I was like, I haven't heard anything about this, but I swear they said the gorilla last showcase, year there that they were going, no, but like for Summer Game Fest. Oh, right. Because last year there were headlines and I looked it up and it is real and it's in the link dump. Um, let's see. I've got a quote here. I'll see if I can find it in my own notes. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh, from Nintendo Life, Jeff Keighley announces physical event for Summer Game Fest 2023. This was last year, and the art lots of articles wrote up about it and said, well, potentially that puts them head-to-head -head in the same week with E3. They're both <laughs> going to have hands-on. I can't find any information about hands-on at Summer Game Fest this week. If they are talking about Summer Game Fest week, then maybe the mm. Gorilla Collective falls under that. However, but that's the only thing I've seen where they've had, like... Oh, we've, we're doing our showcase, but then if you're in LA for the, in this certain yeah. location, you mm. can come and get hands-on with games. But every other showcase is just purely It's just a showcase. showcase. And according to their own website, um, it says, uh, can I attend SGF in person? Public tickets for the SGF showcase event on Thursday, the 8th of June at the YouTube Theatre in LA are available at Ticketmaster. By the way, at the time of recording, there's still loads left and they're $10. But they have got an in-person event, technically. Yeah, but that's it. Keep in mind, Not this event is a live stream show of upcoming games with trailers, mm. with special game developer guests. It does not feature hands-on consumer gameplay. Right, yeah. So clearly they've course corrected in the in the past year. Yeah. For a brief minute, I thought my answer to this was going to be, well, Summer Game Fest is clearly going to try and do that. They've changed their tune. They're mm -hmm. not going to do that for whatever reason. A little bit more clarification. It's not the most complicated thing in the world, right? You can find loads of articles. I've been looking at a Eurogamer one all week that says, here are all the events that are happening and when to tune in. But and I a, made a, a really more... handy video last week. Uh, yeah. If you wanted to you watch did. that uh, with all the dates and stuff in. What's it called, Ashley? It's called What's Happening in June. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not called. That is what it's called. Is it what's called? out in June is the name of the video. Then at the end, it says gaming forecast. But the main bit is what's out in June. Okay. What's happening? What's in happening? June. What's out in June, June is what okay. it's called. With go a bunch on, of others. Go watch that. Hey, watch that. Go and watch that. Um, but the the point is that yes, it, it, we are in sort of a state of flux, specifically with Summer Game Fest, where it's clearly evolving into something, mm. but we're not really quite sure what it is yet. I thought there was a hands-on stuff, uh, hands-on aspect. Clearly, there isn't. They said there would be. No one seems to be talking about it because I searched news stories from the past like month and there's no mention of any physical events. Wikipedia even says uh, something about it as well. Let's see if I can find that on my notes. Blah, blah, blah. I, I can't. You were going to make a point, Ashton. Let I was going to say it's kind of like the opposite of how E3 started in the sense of like E3 was a consumer, like not a consumer event, but it was for people to come and try the, the games, all the suits. And then eventually became for the public and they were like, you can watch the showcases online, but you can also mainly do the conference and go and see the, the shop floor almost. But now it's the very much the opposite of you can watch the games, but you can't touch the games. Mm, yes. yes. Wikipedia says it's a combined digital and physical event for the first time. That's just not true. Right. So so clearly there's a, there's a bit of a, a, a miscommunication about what this was going to be at some point versus what it is now. I don't have a problem with it not being a physical event. In fact, I actually prefer it not to be a physical event because I think it's simpler. 
everyone that's falling under the Summer Game Fest banner clearly prefers that because it's cheaper. Yeah. They can pre-record it. They can do it at their own leisure, as you say. There's no cringe, uh, which is a shame a little bit. We'll get a bit of yeah, cringe. Yeah, I miss the less cringe. cringe, but still, there's always a chance for cringe. There's always a, there's there's always always a, a light sprinkling yeah. of, yeah, of but cringe, yeah. for sure. Uh, there's even a section on Summer Game Fest website that says, was S... Because Jeff doesn't have a complex about this, so you shut up. <laughs> it says, was SGF created to replace E3? And it says... Now in its fourth year, SGF is not a trade show, but an entirely new concept, a digital cross-industry festival accessible to fans around the world. So it doesn't really go into It's an entirely new concept, is it? I don't, to answer Hannah's question, I think in-person events already exist. You've got EGX, you've got PAX, you've got Gamescom, you've got Tokyo Game Show. There's loads of sort of regional variants as well, smaller ones, more Mm -hmm. broad ones like Comic-Con. We go into all of this and what went wrong video, you should watch that. Um, But... I actually preferred E3 when it was more of a, not a trade show as such, because that was very dry, but like yeah. more of a press-focused event. When it started to decline was when they opened it up to the public. And I don't think that's necessarily, there's not a direct correlation there. Uh, there's, it's, or sorry, causation. I don't, I don't think letting people in made E3 die. In fact, that was the way they tried to prolong it. Uh, but I don't think Summer Game Fest needs to be that. And I don't think necessarily something like E3 needs to exist either because clearly it wasn't very, it, it just didn't function. Something mm. of that scale and size didn't work. Doesn't mean you can't have another go at it, but Summer Game Fest, I feel like is, they've, they've kind of, Jeff's kind of nailed it. Like it is what it needs to be. Mm. And by opening it up to more people, that's just going to cost a flipping fortune yeah. and make things way more complicated. And I don't think it necessarily needs to be that. I think there are other things that already exist that serve that purpose just fine. And E3 can, can can just become one of those if it really wants to stay on in in some form and they, they're like, well, we don't want to die completely. Yeah. Why not just become the sort of the, try and make yourself the biggest and best hands-on thing yeah. that doesn't necessarily have a load of doesn't reveals. Doesn't have showcases. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like come along Gamescom to... Gamescom very rarely had has like, or Tokyo Game Show. Yeah. Like, you I mean, do EGX get has from them. like none, but people still flock to it. Yeah, because yeah, nice you get time. to go and play games and like buy merch. Mm-hmm. And a good hands-on event. It's just a big event, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I The one thing that um, I feel a little bit bad about in terms of Summer Game Fest potentially being the new E3 um, is that I kind of wish that not everything was this kind of a, a series of pre-recorded, you know, little showcase bits. Yeah. And like, I, I kind of miss the risk of like I missed it what so much. could happen. Here's an uncomfortable man in a suit. Yeah. yeah. I know that Summer Game Fest is actually technically live. Yes. It's and the we do only get one that is yeah, live. Same with the Game Awards, which is why everything happens at the Game Awards. Yeah. But but there's it's it still involves a bit less of like the head of each individual company coming out on I mean maybe we'll I guess it it always varies like year to year mm. anyway. So maybe the worst be more of that, day but... of their professional year <laughs> yeah. is having to go out on stage. Um but on the other hand, you know, there is this sort of trifecta of Jeff Keighley events. It's not just Summer this Game Fest. And the Game Awards is uh, probably does have a bit more of a, a chance of people coming out and doing silly things. Yeah. You have people doing speeches and stuff. Yeah. I just think that, like, if it was, I think I would be less upset about Summer Game Fest potentially, you know, taking over as E3 if it wasn't Jeff Keighley's, <laughs> like, you know. You hate him, don't I you? I just don't hate him. I just feel like he's got too much power. Like... 
that he shouldn't have <laughs> above, above in the gaming industry. But he's not using but it for everyone's, bad, No, for but he could. With he great could, power. sure, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He could, yeah. Because, you know, people... He, the man's a millionaire. The man's making big, oh, sure. big bucks from yeah. all of these games that want to get shown at his shows. And he's, he's coming for Gamescom next. That's what he's coming for. He's going to kill him off. Hey, he could, he could kill target. whatever he wants. I think E3 was like a very unique amazing beast that we mm. all enjoyed and look forward to every year but mm. when it came back and it was the digital version it just wasn't it, it didn't it wasn't the same no. it didn't work as well and if if all those showcases are going to be digital anyway and you're just going to roll them as part of e3 why not roll them as part of summer game fest yeah why do you even need the in-person stuff like i i i loved e3 when it was like okay nintendo's up first then we've got xbox two hours later and then tonight Sony are coming up and they're all coming out with their biggest guns and they're going to try and outdo each mm. other. Yeah. It was it was sort of the the level of competition that was most exciting for me about yeah. E3. I don't think it matters that Summer Game Fest does this because E3 was already sort of doing it last year mm. and you know when they were able to do it because that's just the way that things have moved since COVID. It's cheaper, it's more convenient, and companies can announce things when they're good and ready. They don't feel like, right, well, we've rented this huge bloody theater and we need to get... 300 people packed in here who are going to scream and mm. whoop and holler and we need to show everything we need to rush to to make sure these demos are available that we can play live it's like they don't need to do that anymore yeah. and Summer Game Fest is just a reflection of where the industry's got to at least if everything falls under the Summer Game Fest umbrella in the future you can do Summer Game Fest predictions because we've not been able to do E3 predictions for a while because there's not really been or there's been like stuff happening all over the place mm. so maybe Next year. If Summer Game Fest evolves again next year, yeah. then hopefully it'll stay like that. Because yeah. I can't, you've got to stop, Jeff. Stop making it bigger. Well, and also the one other thing I was going to add, actually, is that like we're living in the digital age now. And, you know, certainly when E3 was in its infancy in the kind of late 90s, early noughties, you, uh, it, it probably was more convenient to get a bunch of journalists and, you know, business partners mm. and clients all together and speak to them on a stage or in a room um, I'm not saying that email didn't exist back then, but certainly nowadays we just have all the infrastructure in place for like video calls and easy like email and instant messaging and stuff. So those conversations can happen far more easily. So the, a, a journalist can speak to the head developer of whatever you know studio um, and or you know have a have a video interview with them and record it right there from the comfort of their own office or even their own home. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's there's less need to physically get everyone together in a room for those business conversations. Yeah. Summer Game Fest is what it is. And uh, if you want to go play games hands-on, then look up some local shows. Mm -hmm. you, yeah. can, you can go have a, have a fiddle on them games if you want. But uh, go and watch the What Went Wrong with E3 video out now on YouTube. It's very good, and uh, you will you will enjoy it. So there we are. It's time, Ashton, for something a little uh, new. Yes, it is a little new, and it's not at all weird. Uh, it's time now for What We Play In. It's What We Play In time. Time to talk about the games, what we have been playing. Peter Austin, what you have been playing. Well, at the start of the well, the end of the week and the start of the week um, after the last podcast, I played a little bit more of the uh, of Lego Two K Drive. I'm kind of done with that now. I had a lot of fun with it, um, but I've I've slightly <laughs> some might say I've gone into overdrive. Very oh. good. Um, and uh, yeah, had a good time with it. And I'm probably I may never play it again, but it was great. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, I did 
we're about to go on a little adventure here, everyone, I'm afraid. Uh, I did find a, a slot in my diary um, to say like, okay, the next couple of nights, I'm going to be free to sit down and play some video games. Mm -hmm. So I sat down and I booted up Jedi Survivor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, my first question to you guys is, Yeah. did you have frame rate issues on the company logos at the start? Oh, <laughs> God, no. I don't think so. Right, so it, it booted up and it was like chugging through like the EA, not like really badly, but I could see it wasn't, it was mm -hmm. sort of, it looked like it was like loading something in the background sort of thing. I was like, hmm, that's a bit strange. But I was like, okay, it's the first time I booted up the game. Never mind. Didn't like put too much stock in it. I uh, got all my settings sorted and stuff, accessibility things, and then got the game going. Um, the, the, the prologue began, and I got as far as you get into a lift and a stormtrooper calls you a terrorist, and the robot boy, uh, you, you, you turn to the robot boy and say, you're going to let him call you that? And then the robot boy punches you in the face, yeah. and then the game crashed. And I Ooh. thought, oh, okay, never mind. Um, so I started the game again. Um, and then I got a bit further. I got to the point where uh, you you come out onto a a platform and you say, "Oh, look, the yacht's over there. It's it's drifting. It's still drifting because mm -hmm. it's like a yacht that's been disabled." And then as I stepped forward, the game crashed. Um, I was like, "Wow, okay." Um, and then I played it a little bit more after that and and managed to get as far as what had happened. I'm still on Coruscant. Um, and then I just kind of was getting a bit annoyed. It didn't crash again, but I just kind oh, of it slightly, mm. you know, it soured the the opening for yeah. me a little bit. And I was like, I'm not really feeling it right now, given that it's just like died twice. And it's uh, the second time I when I booted it up again, uh, it was still kind of juddering on the on the logos at the start. So I don't Weird. know what um, hmm. I don't know what's happened. I the the night before I'd left it installing um, and. I wonder actually, maybe it's not updated. Maybe it's on like the original build, but I don't think that's how it works because it would have been installing an update while I was playing if if there was one available. So probably, unless mm. maybe, yeah, actually I should check for updates because I've not tried to do that yet. I assumed it would just be on the, the, the latest version, but maybe I've got like updates to stay disabled or something like that and possibly it might be. Maybe, maybe. There was definitely a day one patch yeah. that all the reviewers yeah. said before we again, had this it was it was barely running that being mm -hmm. said i'm playing digitally so i'm not playing off like a, a disc right so it should just be, download. yeah it should just it should be the just latest but, so i don't know what caused it and hopefully i don't know maybe, maybe it was even like maybe my console was hot or something like that and and hopefully it's not going to be an ongoing problem but um yeah my first session with that game was sadly not good <laughs> oh, i really no. liked what i did play though i like the way that cal moves around like it was good to play as like it's been a while, I think, since I've played as a really like agile video game character. Like mm. I feel like whatever the past few games I've played are, they've been sort of slow moving, hulking people, or like the the kid from Bramble was, you know, clambering around and struggling. But like I'm just doing flips everywhere and mm. running on walls. It's, it feels really good. Mm. And yeah, the the combat's nice and the map system is good and yeah there's a lot of i can see where all the improvements have been made it's like we please just now run and let me actually enjoy you because i can see that i am probably gonna mm. have a lot more fun with this game than the previous one but that's such a shame we'll see yeah. how it goes yeah so that's my story it was a good story and that's all i've been playing so far um this week what about you ashton i finished after us um that we were given the other week uh it's a good game it's a pretty cute little indie game 
Um, it's pretty blatant with its messaging in terms of it's like about climate change and how people are destroying the planet. Um, and he's just really nice. Every area that you go to has got different mechanics. There's like a swimming level and then there's an area where you can jump through TVs into other TVs. Um, there's like memories and other spirits to collect as you're going through the levels. And yeah, I really enjoyed that game. Um, I platinumed it this week. It's pretty easy platinum as well. There's no like ridiculous challenges or anything, which I always hate. Um, and then after that, I finished that. I had about a four day crisis where I thought I don't like, I'm not excited for any video games. I don't want to play anything that I have. I don't know what I want to do. And I just sat there every night being like, I haven't got anything to play. I don't know what to play. <laughs> and I was getting very upset. Um, and then last night I tried to play Car Mechanic Simulator 2021 oh, for some reason. Right. I think it was because it, I was on Xbox and you could cloud game it. And then it skipped the tutorial for me when I didn't ask. <laughs> and then I was sat there going, I don't know how to fix this car. Uh, the very first car. And I was like, I don't know what you're asking me to do here. So uh, and then I closed that. Um, and then I had a little cry because <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to play. I don't like video games really anymore. I did. Um, oh, it's the hormones. Um, uh, then I was like, I don't know. I don't like games anymore. And then this morning, uh, for some reason, I woke up. And I went on my computer and I went on my boyfriend's Steam library. I installed Dishonored and I played about an hour and a half of Dishonored today. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and I enjoyed that. It was good. Before. That's amazing. I haven't. I really no. like Dishonored. I was, I was doing a list the other week about, and there was one of the entries was about Deus Ex. And I've always wanted to try Deus Ex, but I've never got around to it. And then uh, we were talking about Dishonored when we were talking about Deus Ex with my boyfriend. And then he was like, you might like Dishonored. And I was like, I might. So then I installed it and I gave that a go this morning. Because I just don't, I'm not excited for anything at the well, moment. Well, have you heard there's going to be a big patch for uh, a big update for Disney Dreamlight Valley? Yeah, it's there's, there's out. new stuff coming. Yeah, right? but out, people don't really, people aren't rating it. Oh no. What about you? I've not tried it yet. Okay. But uh, yeah, there's a new Star Path, which is their kind of monetization thing where oh. every it's like a season pass basically and you can like unlock stuff by doing challenges and people are really upset because um the content of that's really rubbish and oh. it's kind of a bit of a cash grab there's also a thing you can pay your moon gems to which is like the currency that you can earn in game but also you can pay for right. that's like four thousand of those which is like 15 pounds um and that's all it is is a few quests for wally and a, a new outfit for him Right. So people aren't really rating it. There is a new character, but uh, I've not gone back to it yet because I just fell off it a little bit. No, no. It just wasn't really enticing me anymore. It kind of felt like they were putting too much into it and it was a bit of a... It suddenly felt a bit more live service than it did before. Yeah. Okay. So, well, maybe you can return to it after to it. A, yeah, a little while when they've done some more stuff to yeah. it. And then that'll be more appealing. At least there's like a number of conferences coming up. Yeah. We'll have to yeah, we'll exactly. have to revisit where what, you feel next week. This is what I mean. I'm kind of hoping that there'll be a lot of some stuff this week that will get me excited because when I'm looking at like what's coming in the next few months, I'm just like, man, there's nothing really that I'm like, God, can't wait to play this. Apart from like Spider-Man, but I'm not convinced it's going to come out this year. Mm. So I'm a bit like, mm. I feel the same in the sense of like upcoming stuff. Like I'm fortunate that I've at least got a couple of things in the in the back catalog that mm. I've yet to play. Like I want to play Chia when I'm done with Star Wars and stuff. But yeah, in terms yeah. of actual stuff that's coming out, I'm not that excited for the rest of the year at the moment. No. But at least I've got time to go back into all the other stuff I haven't played that I've been like, I'll play this eventually yeah. and then mm. haven't. So, so yeah. yeah, that's what I played this week. Okie dokie. Well, I played a couple of things. 
I finished Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I yeah. did it. Yes. I finished my first Zelda game. Finished in the in the sense that I've rolled credits and not done everything mm -hmm. in, the, in the game. Um, that final boss, I was not really expecting, but. It, well, in terms of how it was structured, at least, because I had a very vague quest instruction, which was like, I'm not going to give any details, but it was basically finish the game. And I had no map marker. And I was like, I don't know where, <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> right. So I did have to Google it. And uh, then when I finished it, my big reward for finishing the game was I can look at speedruns now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and once I worked out how I can actually, how I could actually access the final boss, I can totally see how people can speed run it immediately because you get much like Breath of the Wild, you you can just go straight there if right. you want, mm. if you know where you're going. Um, but I had done like the majority of the prep that I needed. Like I had, um, I, I had, I've got your your boy's special sword. You know what they call it? Big boy sword mm -hmm. from, Zel from Zelda. Excalibur. Big boy sword from Zelda. Yeah. I had that. I'd like, I'd done everything that the game had told me to do, but as many people who have played the game will be familiar, I didn't get my armor enchanted by the fairies, oh. which helps you. Is that you... because she kept doing sexy sounds like no, you? No, but she does do that, apparently. I didn't even go and find her. Oh, really? I didn't even go and find her. Um, but uh, yeah, so I went in basically, if you get hit, you're probably going to die pretty quick. Oh. They've also got this mechanic in the game called Gloom, which is this horrible, I hate it. It's this horrible sort of, red stuff that's on spookier areas of the map including the entire some enemies are covered in it as well so when they hit you they don't know, they don't just do normal damage they do gloom damage as well which means that the hearts they take off can't be healed with conventional healing items I hate that. you need a special one so basically you're then functionally working with a much shorter health bar than mm. usual first time i went in there i was i just brute forced it i got to the the final 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 showdown with three hearts which basically mean, meant i had to play it without getting hit <laughs> at all um and i just through sheer stubbornness i actually got quite far i was very proud of myself i was mm. like i'm gonna you know i can't be asked to, to get out of here. I cannot be bothered. I'm just going to stick to it. But I went out. I got, um, I, I made myself four, four healing items that also healed gloom. Not oh, a nice. lot. But there's a lot of gloom-based nonsense you have to traverse before you can actually even get to the final boss. Right. So I still went in there with like maybe two healing items and it took me a number of tries. But eventually I did do it. I did finish the game and it's done. I've beaten my first Zelda game. I think it's a beautiful fantastic video game that I also, as I said last week, found extremely frustrating <laughs> in many ways, mm -hmm. most of which were user error. Um, but I've done it. I've, I've beaten it and I'm, I'm, I stuck to my guns. I, I said I was going to finish it and I did. Nice. So nice. there we are. Uh, and then I played another fantastic brand new game called Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh yeah. Oh, that uh, new classic. That's what I'm playing at the moment because I've, I've played it numerous times over the years in the sense that I've played it for like half an hour at a time, mm. maybe two dozen times. Yeah. But I've never actually sat down and played it from start to finish. So I'm playing the definitive edition version. Right. And it's hideous. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's still so ugly. And they've clearly given up patching it as well mm -hmm. because I'm still finding, you know, like street signs in the game which are all warped and weird from where is they've used the AI to upscale. Oh, I was going to say, is it the, the new one that you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah, the one that came out in 2021. Mm. Um, 
I'm I'm enjoying it. It's definitely a PS2 game. Some of the missions I feel like are really very harsh. I felt that with GTA 3, which um, is a game I've always liked. But then going back to replay it for the Definitive Edition, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, this was of its time, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. You get in a car, you flip it immediately. You fail the mission because <laughs> yeah. it blows up. Yeah. Like, okay, great stuff. Um, but I do like that they've they've added in you know the the more modern controls and you've also got the the better GPS and map and restarting missions when you fail them um, straight away rather than having to because I think before when you died for example you just went to the nearest hospital and then had to make your way yeah. back to mm-hmm. the start of the mission. There's also checkpoints mid mission as well, which is great. So there's lots of quality of life stuff in there. Uh, I've gotten to San Fierro, which I feel like is probably the last city based on the map that i'm in um and i am enjoying it i'm 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 looking forward to i just got an overwhelming urge to just play it Mm -hmm. um so finally doing that and then beyond that i've also played diablo 4 which i'm going to tell you a little bit more about right now oh hello everyone welcome to review corner yes here we are talking about Doblo. Doblo. It's Doblo not is. called Doblo. No. no, it's not. It's called Diablo 4. And before we get started, Ashton, we've got to do the thing yeah. that we have to do. Can I also do a thing before we get started? Yeah. Activision Blizzard are still a terrible company. There you go. Per ASA guidelines, we are compelled to disclose that we received a gifted code for Diablo 4 from Blizzard and that this video is therefore categorized as an ad. However, no financial compensation was provided in exchange for coverage. We have to say that every time. Yeah. Uh, we weren't paid, but ASA guidelines suggest that we categorize this as an ad, even yeah. though you and I both know that it is not technically. Yeah. We're just reviewing it. So here we go. Set 50 years after the events of Diablo 3's Reaper of Souls expansions, cultists have resurrected big Big bad demon lady Lilith, and it's up to you to stop her. Yeah. Are you ready, Ashton? You so ready? Are you ready to stop her? I am. Are you familiar with Diablo and like the sort of the I've gameplay loop? F- uh, yeah, I think I played Diablo three. Um, and okay. Yeah, so yes, I do know it. So I've only ever dia- uh, I've only ever diabled. <laughs> I've only ever dabbled a little with Diablo three when it first released on PS three. So we're talking yeah. about ten years ago at this mm-hmm. point. So I have an understanding of how Diablo plays and obviously it's got a huge following and there's lots of games that ape the style of how it's played Mm -hmm. but Diablo is like the king of of the genre. But essentially you kill, loot, go through dungeons, kill things in dungeons and loot the things that you've killed in dungeons and it's sort of a really addictive loop that you 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 just hack and slash and murder things and it's dead fun and I was really interested in playing this new one because it's reviewed very well and hell, I could I could play some of that. Mm-hmm. I could play something that I think it I I'm going to say play something mindless, but I don't mean that it's mindless. What yeah. I mean is that I've just played Tears of the Kingdom which I felt was very mentally taxing. Yeah. And now I want something where I can sort of hold an attack button mm-hmm. and still have a really fun time in a very competently made game. Yes. So I was looking forward uh to this. So it sounds simple, but as I said Blizzard is sort of best in class with this stuff. Uh, I unfortunately had a number of performance issues, which I'll get to in a minute, but first I'm going to talk generally uh, about the game. Uh, After I had the performance issues, it then started to function properly Mm -hmm. and I had a fantastic time and I cannot wait to play more. So you begin by choosing your class. You've got Barbarian, Sorcerer, Rogue, Necromancer, Druid. They've all got their own skill paths and skill trees and you get to customize them. There's not a huge amount of customization, unfortunately. It is presented from that sort of top-down angled style, I believe isometric Mm -hmm. uh, style. So you don't get to see a great deal of detail on your character anyway, but you have like four different face models to choose from. 
maybe a dozen hairstyles. You can then customize the color and colors and stuff like that. Uh, and you can choose your, your body type, uh, which one you'd prefer. And you can also select some body markings slash tattoos, some of which are very cool, actually. I quite like them. Now, I tried to play on Wednesday on my yeah. stream. And I was able to create my character. And then the game just would not function, unfortunately. <laughs> I would run in place. I would run like a little distance and it felt like there was a bungee cord around me dragging me backwards. I would reach enemies and attack them, but nothing would happen. And then a number of seconds later, my actions would suddenly all play out at once. Uh, I'd make some progress across the map and then suddenly ping back to where I was like a minute before, flying through trees and <laughs> cliffs and all sorts. I then had to, I, I then tried to like, quit the game mm -hmm. and it wouldn't let me good i went to leave the game i selected leave game and nothing happened i had to like hard quit the game mm -hmm. to actually quit then i realized that i hadn't captured footage from the character creator so i went to create a new character and this happened three times in a row the game crashed good when i tried to create my character so not ideal. The game is always online. You have to sign up for a Blizzard, a, a, what's it called, a Battle.net account to mm -hmm. even play, even if you're on console. Uh, and you seemingly can't play offline, which I think is a huge oversight, especially yeah. as games like this always, always have server issues at launch. Every single time, they do. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that I seemingly am one of few people who had this issue this bad. A lot of people in my chat were saying, it sucks that this is your first impression of the game because I'm playing on PC and I've had no issues whatsoever. Yeah. Kat popped into the stream and said her partner Bob was playing on PC right then next to her and having no problems <laughs> whatsoever. So I appreciate that I was probably an isolated incident, but yeah. certainly on Wednesday evening on PS5, I could not play it. And it wasn't an internet issue because you were streaming at the same time. So it wasn't yeah. like your stream was cutting out as well. Because if it was your fault, that's your fault. But this, exactly. was, this was a game server situation. I was like trying to queue into the game when I closed it and it wouldn't let me join the servers and stuff. Like mm. it was popping up with stuff. However, then I tried to play later on in the evening. Worked flawlessly. Not Good. a problem at all. So clearly that was an isolated instant, mm. as I said. And your, your mileage may vary. But just a warning that it is always online and you could have these issues. Uh, but then I, I played later on. I went into a dungeon. I killed loads of enemies. I picked up loads of loot. And the loot had like a little green arrow on it saying it was better than my loot. And Love I that. put it Love on. That. And I specced into my, my, my class a bit as a barbarian. Unlocked a couple of actions. So on console, your uh, various attacks are mapped to face buttons. And seemingly you unlock more of these face buttons as you level up and, and rise through the ranks. To begin with, I only had one choice of face button mm -hmm. and, and by the end I had two. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had two different types of attacks. You have different weapons as well. Uh, so with the Barbarian, I had like a big axe, a two-handed sword and two hand axes. And you can't switch between them at will because those are assigned to the skills that you spec into. So for example... I assigned a skill to the X button, which used my hand axes, but I assigned the one for square to use the two-handed sword. Mm -hmm. So you can't switch like in a traditional RPG to like, I want to use my two-handed sword now. They don't have a base attack. It's just your skill that yeah. you have assigned. But I really enjoyed that. The cutscenes are really good as well. Mm -hmm. uh, they're typical like Blizzard level of quality of animation. Very impressed by that. However, I am going to predominantly be playing this in co-op. And I dabbled a little bit in it 
uh, dabbled, sorry, a little mm -hmm. bit in yes, the co-op. And I'm really impressed by how they've done it for local co-op. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, the second player on PS5, this is, and I imagine it's the same for Xbox as well. Uh, there's only local co-op on console. It's not on PC. That For that, it's online co-op of up to four players. Right. And that's the same on console as well. You can have online co-op up to four players. But yeah. local, only two, only on console. The second player has to sign up for a Battle.net account as well. They do not need PlayStation Plus to play it. Only mm -hmm. player one needs PlayStation Plus. Good. And your experience is shared. The money is shared. The loot that drops on the ground... Online, I'm led to believe that it's instanced loot, like mm -hmm. in Borderlands, so you see your own loot, you don't have to share or fight over it. Uh, in split-screen local co-op, obviously, it's not split-screen, it's all on the same screen. Yeah. You're going to have to see the same loot. However, the loot that drops is assigned to that player. So if you pick up a pair of boots that have P2 for player 2 on them, they will automatically go into the inventory of player 2. Oh, okay. So you can, you can just hoover up everything that drops and it will automatically be assigned to the second player or the first player depending on who the game decides this is for. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a very nice solution. Yeah. It's good. And player 2 can join at any time. Um I'm not sure how it scales the the levels of the of the enemies in local co-op in online again it's instanced so the the you'll be scaled up or scaled down depending on the host etc. Mm -hmm. But I'm really excited to play more of this. Unfortunately because of the way that things have fallen this week with the stream just not working because the servers were buggered. Mm -hmm. And last night at the time of recording, we were reacting to Summer Game Fest until gone 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. So I haven't had a chance to play much more of it. I'll be able to talk way more about Diablo 4 next week, but I'm really impressed so far. It's got 88% currently on PS5 on Metacritic, so I know it's a great game. I just have to hope that the servers hold out mm -hmm. so I can actually experience it properly. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's my little ride on, on D Diablo 4 mm -hmm. so far. And... As I said, looking forward to playing more. Good. I'm glad. There we are. Let's head back over to the podcast now. Well, now it's time for question two, which comes from Bartek. He says, OMG, BAP, the saga continues. Oh. According to Bloomberg, Microsoft could consider pulling Activision from the UK market as one extreme option to bypass the country's block of its proposed $69 billion acquisition. Nice. Nice. What is, it, is your opinion on this? And is it a precedent on a global scale? Uh, are you asking me for a comment? My comment is lol, LMAO. Have a great day. Forever yours, Bartek. Thanks, Thank Bartek. you, Bartek. This is a mess, isn't it? Sure is. Sure um, is. I've got, a, I've got a quote from an article, which I have paraphrased slightly, so we suggest you go read the full thing. Um, it is in the link dump, and it's from VGC, Video Game Chronicle. Video Games Chronicle? Or is it Summer Games? Is it singular Fest? or is it multiple? I don't know. Who knows? Video Games Chronicle. They also did the thing for my question. Excellent. Well, here we are. Microsoft President Brad Smith will meet with UK Chancellor Jeremy Hunt next week, this week at the time of recording it, this is an article from last week, to voice his frustration over the Competition and Market Authorities, CMA's decision to block the deal. Microsoft confirmed to the publication that Smith will be in London. He'll hold private discussions on issues beyond his existing engagements, including the proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard, as we remain committed to finding creative and constructive ways to address remaining regulatory concerns, a spokesperson said. Now remember, 
creative and constructive ways is how they've described yeah, it. Yeah, this is really creative and constructive for everyone involved. It is. Uh, Hunt's previously criticised the CMA veto, telling a business conference recently that competition watchdogs must understand their wider responsibilities, which means nothing. <laughs> however, Bloomberg claims the... Uh, sorry, however, Bloomberg... However, Bloomberg claims that government ministers are also unhappy with some of Smith's public criticism yeah. of the of the CMA, including mm -hmm. stating that he believed the EU was a better place to do business than the UK, because of course they would. <laughs> it's claimed that Smith will meet with Microsoft's legal representatives to discuss the firm's strategy to counter the CMA decision this week, including extreme options such as withdrawing Activision from the UK market or bypassing the UK order and pressing ahead with the deal. In theory, if Activision's operation were, were moved to another European country outside of the CMA's jurisdiction, its games could then continue to be sold via a distributor. Microsoft's appeal against the UK competition uh, competition watchdog's decision to block its acquisition of Activision Blizzard will be heard in court in July. So there we are. A uh, very constructive uh, tactic. And it's, creative. Don't it's the nuclear that. option. Well, I don't yeah. think they're going to... This is going to be worked out, isn't it? Mm. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they ever actually thought that they would i think they just said it to create maybe some more headlines um mm -hmm. and to maybe like make some empty threats that they're hoping will be taken as slightly less than empty to scaremonger a bit yeah um because he's also he's like i've seen some quotes more recently from him from another article where he was he was saying like Oh yeah, we're we're looking to to like find solutions, like work together and stuff. And then he's even said, um, I I've always said that the UK is a great place. I'm sure it is a great place to work, to live, and to grow as a company or something like that, or to mm. to grow to grow a product. Um, and so it sounds like to me he might be backpedaling slightly now. The mm. the initial um, reaction was so because we talked about it a bit on the podcast at the time. It really felt like baby throwing toys out. Yeah. Well, it was Bobby Kotick who originally said like, "Oh well, if you're not going to let us do it, then I guess we just won't do business with you anymore." It was Bobby Kotick yeah. mainly, and also some people from Microsoft as yeah. well. I don't. I've, I'm not familiar with Brad Smith's name, so he may have said something that I've come across before. But mm. certainly, some of the higher ups in the in in Microsoft were were really very cross about it yeah um i mean to me it, it just sounds like it's it's not something that they're likely to do it would be a really silly thing to do especially if you consider games like call of duty mm. um you know has a huge um like a, a huge part of their player base are brits you know but the thing is though they're not saying that they won't sell to england they're just saying that they would they, they would, would take their yeah, business well, out can, of the UK and then distribute and just, back yeah, in. That's true. That's true. Which one just feels like a lot of effort on their part, but I suppose they've got so much money, who cares? Do you know, yeah. $69 billion, it would affect do what a, you want. a lot of Activision employees. It would. Don't get me wrong. It, it would affect a lot of actual employees of Activision and studios that are kind of fall under them. But I, like I say, I don't think it's going to happen. No. I think it's a very much a, we will do this, promise, mm. and they've got their fingers crossed behind their backs the whole time. Yeah. But it also is just really like, I don't know if it's, the, I just think it's unprofessional. Like it's just kind of a very strange, I know it's business practices and it's cutthroat in the business world, but it feels really unprofessional to be like, well, we just won't sell games to you. We just take them away from you. How would you like that, Jeremy Hunt? Mm. And Jeremy Hunt's like, oh, please, please be my friend. Um, <laughs> I just feel, it, I don't think. That's what it sounds yeah, like. That's what it sounds mm. like. I just don't, I don't think they're going to do it. I think you say it's just scaremongering, mm. but it is. It's not something that I'm enjoying seeing and it is not filling me with 
like a, I, I, I'm a bit scared about it because if that happens, it's going to set a really interesting precedent mm. in terms of like, if you upset us, we'll just basically sack a bunch of people and employ other people in a different country, yeah. which I don't love that no. vibe. It's it, it's such a strange situation, not just because, you know, they're buying a huge chunk of the games industry that we talked about that already, but mm. certainly it's the reaction that I find most interesting. And this is just the latest in a series of why you like, you know, this it's going to go through, mm. right? Why are you saying all of this so aggressively, so publicly? Is it to garner public sympathy? Is it to garner public support? Because I see that and I think, what are you doing? Because they've already got You're their appeal. Be, yeah, are you, yeah. Are you? Are you like? Are you adults? I, ju I mm. don't. I just don't understand. And also, I feel like it's going to have a negative effect because, as it says, you know, government ministers are unhappy with some of the way that they've gone uh, gone about this, especially their reactions. Mm -hmm. And if you're just going to like criticize a a, a a body like the CMA in such a an open and and flagrant fashion. They're probably just going to dig their heels in. Well, yeah. Like, why would? If why anything. would? Because at this point, if they, if their, if their stance, which I don't think it is, to be fair, I think this has just sort of come out. But if their stance is, pass this, or we're going to withdraw our business from the UK entirely, mm. you're you're holding, you're holding it to ransom yeah. at that point. And then it feels like if the if the CMA changes tact, it's basically them saying, oh well, you know. You win, I suppose, yeah. and actually, then does the is the CMA like what does any sort of stance that they they take going forwards mean at that point? Like, if, if they can just be, can just do that. they yeah. can just be bullied out of their decision, then surely, like, if you went in through the appeals process and you talked to them and said, "Look, look, I don't agree with your with the points that you've made. Here's why. I think you should let this go through." Let's try and make a deal that works for everyone. Blah blah blah. That'd be one thing, but the fact that they're saying. We're going to bugger off if you don't pass our big deal. So take it or leave it. Even if they then just look at the points and go, actually, you know what? You're right. It's still going to publicly look as though yeah. they are, they're giving in to that demand. And mm. that's not going to be a great look. That's true. Well, this is, yeah. that's the, the whole thing about it is like, it's just that one bit. If it was like, oh, we're going to work with them creatively and constructively to come up with a solution. Fair enough. But the fact that they've even mentioned the extreme scenario is the thing that's unprofessional in, in so many ways, because like you say, there's that uh, element of it. But also, even if they are trying to garner support from diehard Microsoft fanboys against the government in terms of like, see what your government are doing? They're stopping you from playing games. The, the vast majority of the fan base, they don't have any power. They don't have any power over yeah. the CMA. They're not going to be able to sway your decision. So if you're trying to get the public on your side, it just makes anyone who's not a diehard Microsoft can do no wrong fanboy be like, that's mad behavior. Like, mm. This is we really weird. Well, especially for the consumers that might just read an article like that and not necessarily understand the deeper implications like such mm. as the fact that things could be distributed via Europe and things like that like if you just read that article mm. and in a very scaremongery clickbaity way headline or see the headline yeah. yeah that's what yeah um read the headline is what i mean yeah rather than read the detail then all you're going to see there is Activision don't care about the UK. They're, they they'll happily just stop selling it, and I will have no way of playing my Activision games. I won't be able to play Call of Duty anymore. Mm. As we say, that's not actually like strictly how it would go. But if you just see that headline and that is how you feel about it, 
as you say, Ashton, it's not a way to win over your audience. No. Not that they have any control over the deal anyway, but yeah. Well, I'd only seen the headline before kind of this question. I'd only literally just been like, oh, they're withdrawing it in extreme measures. And then we were chatting about it in the group chat. And I was like, well, I mean, they technically they could because the UK is much smaller than yeah. the entirety of Europe. If they were like, we're going to withdraw it from Europe, then obviously it's a bit different. Mm. But I just was under the impression that that's it Activision gone no games for us that's kind of what the that's, initial that's headline sounds yeah exactly looks, yeah, and even in an article I read that wasn't from VGC they didn't even have that last bit of like we'll take it elsewhere and we'll distribute back into the UK so not every article that I've read oh. has had <laughs> that information in so like you say you read this article you think well there's no games for me then if that's what's going to happen because yeah. they're just completely withdrawing from the UK as always uh Tired of hearing about this. Yep. Mm -hmm. Tired of having to analyze business talk that, quite frankly, is above 99% of people discussing games on the internet. Mm -hmm. uh, ready for this to be done. It's going to go through, but this behavior is just, it's its mad. It's mm -hmm. really, really bonkers. Uh, so we'll see what happens, I suppose. Probably the inevitable. It will go through. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Activision's going to pull out of the, of the UK. No, no that's not very really likely. likely at all. It's time. If they did, though, it would be a bit strange, wouldn't it? It would, and it would certainly make the news. I think it would be weird news. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. If you would like to submit weird video game news to us, you can do so by submitting it underneath the post that should go out on a Tuesday, but didn't this week. <laughs> uh, if you want to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, support us at a certain tier and become a podcast producer just like... Nathan. G.Y. Goliath. Nicole Hansen. Duncan Wilson. Katie Garrett slash Jared. Ellie Nicholas. Nexus Polaris. Meldy Elbonet. Blake Thomas. And Gabrielle Philipping. Thank you, podcast Thank you, producers. Thank you, podcast producers. Thank you. Peter, have you got a news sourced by you? Yes, I've got a news sourced by me. I must admit, I've not actually read it yet, but it sounds like it's weird news, so that's fine. It's from Nintendo Life. Random! Some fans think they've spotted a Mario Kart 10 teaser in the Mario movie. Oh. Okay. It's written by Jim Norman. X for doubt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jim. Uh, it was posted today at 1.30 p.m. Wow, fresh. Subheading, pass the salt, bro. 
I'm assuming that's going to be relevant as we read the article. But <laughs> oh, is that okay? I yeah, that is that from the dinner scene at the start. We'll find out because that's the only yeah. unless yeah, it's talking about scene. Scene. being yeah. salty because you lose. Yeah, that might be maybe. maybe. Let's find out. A little over a week ago, we heard that another wave of DLC should be coming. Uh, would be coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe quote soon. Did we? Thus beginning our speculation about what courses we'll be having heading our way this time. While we were all thinking about the additions to the current game, however, some eagle-eyed viewers of the Super Mario Bros. movie on Reddit have spotted what they believe to be a teaser for a whole new entry in the Mario Kart series. As noted by AutomaticSir411 on the r slash Mario Kart Reddit forum, the pipes on the top of the Super Mario Bros. plumbing van have several codes on them, one of which reads 221203MK10... Right. Okay. And then five zero zero N soon. <laughs> What's the first bit again? Yeah. Twenty two twelve oh three. Okay. Well. Well, that can't be the twenty second of December two thousand and three. What does that no. mean? Um, I don't know. Or even if it was the third of December twenty twenty two. Yeah. That's, that's still wrong. Not, yeah, that's true actually. But it says MK ten soon on there apparently. Um, to some, aka us, it says, this looked like nothing more than a series of numbers and letters, but Automatic Sir 411 speculates that the concluding MK10500N might be in, might in fact signify that there is a Mario Kart 10 coming soon. Hmm. Article continues below. I just don't feel like that they would do that. I just don't feel like they would be like, do you know where's the best place to hide this? In one tiny little shot yeah, of my guys, big movie. I know you're hard at work animating this movie, yeah. but can we just reserve a little just... bit of space on the roof bars of the van? We'll tell you what needs to go on there right at the end because we yeah. need to decide what's yeah, coming soon. Out the dates, yeah. We don't know if it's coming soon or not yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, the article admits that there are several caveats to take into consideration here. Uh, the most notable being the fact that we don't have a Mario Kart 9 at the time of writing. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was going to say, wasn't it Mario Kart yeah. 8? The one on Switch. Though if Nintendo wanted to surprise us with an announcement soon, we wouldn't be angry. The theory has an answer for this, though, suggesting that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe could perhaps count as Mario Kart no, 9. No, it wouldn't. That, no. Since They'd... it followed on from the standard version on the Wii U. Others have even offered their own reasoning, suggesting that perhaps Mario Kart Tour could stand in as the ninth entry, allowing the next game to hit double digits. Does this seem completely likely? No. no, no. But we respect the conviction. It continues, <laughs> as for what the numbers that precede the cryptic teaser could mean, perhaps it could be a date, but it's unlikely Nintendo is planning an announcement for the 22nd of December 2003 and even reversed it would point to December 2022 not quite as late but very much in the past all Unless the same they're going to release DLC for the next 950 years yeah and then it's 3003 possibly yeah, you didn't think of that did you Nintendo that'll be when like, the, that, they'll put atheist. 9 out in 50 years and and then the, the and next one 920 years yeah. <laughs> until the next one yeah. Truthfully, it concludes, the theory is a real stretch and there's next to no chance we will see it come true <laughs> cool. as long as MK8D courses continue to be churned Thanks, out. Thanks, Nintendo Life. That being said, there's part of us that would love to see a universe in which one of Nintendo's biggest announcements of the past five years was spoiled by a pipe code that appeared on screen for 0.2 seconds. <laughs> it's a good article, that even is, though the story is. is non-existent. Pretty scathing. Yeah. That yeah. was weird. I have a news story from yeah. IGN by Wesley Yin Poole. Whoopi Goldberg really wants Blizzard to release Diablo 4 on Mac. And then the does quotation she? mark. Yeah, wow. just you wait. She actually does. Okay. okay. This really pissed me off. 
Diablo 4 is Blizzard's fastest selling game, but one customer can't play it. That customer is Oscar winning ghost actress Whoopi Goldberg, who said she bought the action role playing game thinking she would be able to play it ghost on her actress. Mac. As a ghost in the movie Ghost. <laughs> There's, we have actors, we have ghost actors, <laughs> and she's one of them. Yeah. That's where you act on behalf of someone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Let them take, yeah. The, take the claim. Um, like its predecessors, Diablo 4, unfortunately for Goldberg, is only available on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. In a video posted to her Instagram account, first reported by Entertainment Weekly, Goldberg pleaded with Blizzard to release Diablo 4 on Mac. This is what I'm asking you, Blizzard. Goldberg said, this is Whoopi. You know how much I love Diablo. I would no. like you all to let us let us who use our apples to play. Allow us to play on the apple. Take Diablo 4 and let us do it and have a great time. So she knows what Diablo 4 is, but she calls her computer an apple. It sounds like a, a the opening line sounds like a brand deal. Like, yeah. this is Whoopi. Everyone knows how you much, know how I, much love I love Diablo. Diablo. You know what I love more than playing Diablo? No, she doesn't know. She playing doesn't it on play, my apples. She doesn't know how much she loves to play Diablo for because she can't play well, it. Well, no, no. But then she continues by saying it's not available on this platform. On and should apple. be, and you're letting us down there. So it's clearly not a brand deal. No, no. Because then she says, then. Give me my four because I paid for it. I was all excited for it. What? I went to play on it and I'm telling you, this really pissed me off. So how did she buy it? <laughs> did she buy a pe- did, did, does, did Diablo know. 4 even release physically? I don't know. Um, clearly Goldberg fa- failed to read the list of support platforms before heading over, handing over her hard-earned cash. Diablo 4 is a smash hit and has gone down well with critics mm-hmm. um, and on a relatively smooth launch too. We can now add the lack of Mac versions to the list of complaints. Smooth. Yeah. Yes. This one from a particularly famous flan, even not flan. Flan. <laughs> Sorry. Ghost flan. I have so <laughs> many Goldberg. questions about what Whoopi Goldberg has done. A perplexed Diablo development chief Rod Ferguson tweeted to address Goldberg's complaint. I did not have Whoopi Goldberg yelling at me on Instagram on my Diablo 4 launch bingo card. Um, apparently there is an Apple new game porting toolkit that she could use if she really wants to. But yeah, so she, on her Instagram, uh, told Diablo to... Uh, Put it on apples. We got, Which, just, where are you, Whoopi? Come back, Whoopi. Not have Whoopi, her down please. as a Diablo. Oh, fan. that's it's a live stream. But how can you be a fan of? Well, oh, well, well, we, Whoa, it's bugging out. And this Whoopi, Wi-Fi. you okay? Much like Diablo Four. Yeah. Whoopi, Whoopi doesn't want to talk right now. She was live. She did a live stream that was about four minutes long. Just are of those her... all her awards in the back? No, those, those are shoes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they looked so expensive. They're her ghost shoes. Ghost shoes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you are. I did not have her down as a Diablo player, no. and you'd think that anyone who is computer literate enough to be a fan of the Diablo series would at least understand what like. She can't play on her Apple. Supported operating systems are and mm-hmm. so on. But yeah, she just wants to play it on her Apple. On but, her but Apple. apparently Let's all the other Diablo apples. games were available on Mac. So, right. you know, it's not surprising that she was confused. Okay. But, but I also feel like... And buy a PC version somehow. I also feel like maybe she might have enough money to just buy a new computer. Yeah. yeah. Can someone help her true. out? I would watch Whoopi Goldberg I bet P- stream. PC specialist or whatever would be like, we'll, we'll send you on Whoopi. Yeah. yeah. I bet they would. Somebody let her play on her Apple. I just like when she pluralized it. Mm. Let us play on our apples. On our yeah. apples. <laughs> uh, I've got a weird news. This is from Push Square. Random. Random. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom on PS Vita is probably not the content you expected to see today. This no. is by Kale Adam. Uh, yesterday at 2 a.m. 
<laughs> Through a roundabout method, a resourceful and rather ingenious individual has the first party Nintendo mega hit, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, playable on a PlayStation Vita. Don't tell, don't tell Nintendo because. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. no, we're not going to tell them. They'll I'm tell you arrest you and then make you pay money for the rest of your life. Caveats had to be made, of course, and it's technically not running on the Vita, rather Nintendo's latest hit is being emulated on PC and streamed to the plucky right. little handheld through a program called Moonlight. I use that. Do you? Yeah, sorry. Well, you could do this too. Despite what OP says, input lag looks quite brutal and the whole thing seems more like a cool brag than an ideal way to play one of the most universally acclaimed games ever made. The nitty gritty technical details can be found in the embedded post below for those so inclined. And then there's a video of a man... Uh, playing Tears of the Kingdom on his Vita. He's using all the buttons and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, it's streaming through some hack streaming stuff. That's so weird. Like you, It's it's interesting when people um, get like console-only stuff onto a handheld mm. because it's like, hey, look, I'm playing Dark Souls or something like that. Uh, but this is already available on a handheld or semi-handheld console. It is. But Vita, not a PlayStation Vita one. can do a lot no, of things. But it's not running natively on the no. Vita, but the Vita can do a lot of stuff, especially when jailbroken. We can't imagine the aptly named CEO of Nintendo, Doug Bowser, will be as psyched as we are to see Zelda running on the Vita. He's known to breathe fire in a litigious sense, it says, after all. And then it, there's the classic call to action. Does this make you want to dust off your old friend or unseal that mint one hidden away for a rainy day? Let us know in the comments below. Someone's um, like been keeping a yeah, Vita. Yeah, Vita just in Zelda, case. We, I can stream <laughs> finally, Zelda with finally. loads of input lag. Now's the day. Can't wait. Uh, so that's my weird news. And wow. sorry to everybody who would have submitted weird news this week. Yeah. Uh, we discovered today that the weird news post didn't go out. So mm. that's our bad. But it will be going out next week as per usual. It's time. We travel forwards in time yeah, to, to after Summer Game Fest. It's the big discussion. Oh. It's big discussion time, time for the big discussion, which this week comes courtesy of Chris McVeigh. Hi, Bap. It's actually just Bap. Peter took one He's look there. at Summer Game Fest and, and, and I, I quote, he went, <sighs> Yeah. And then he went home. He said, I've got nothing to say about this. Absolutely nothing to say. <laughs> and also, he's not in today. Yeah. Uh, another summer, another Game Fest singular. Did you like what you saw? Ashton Matthews, before we run through the stuff that was shown off, mm. what did you think of Jeffrey's big summer jamboree? I'm a bit sad mm. because after the show, everyone was really excited on Twitter. Like People were like, oh my God, this game is so excited. Wow, this game. And I was like, man, I literally didn't care about anything. The thing is that you have to bear in mind, Ashton, is that uh, those people are liars and they are <laughs> clout chasers yeah. because it's it's... It's nice to be positive. However, it takes a real one to be a grumpy, moody yeah. bugger. And I don't like being a grumpy, moody bugger. No, nobody does. But um, I've felt the same way about lots of these conferences. I feel the same way about Summer Game Fest as I did about the PlayStation Showcase in that, like, I just feel completely indifferent mm. towards it. Like, there was nothing exciting. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever watched, but nothing got me excited. I, well, I'm not jazzed no. about anything. Okay, that's well, how I feel. Those... I know that there's some there's some games that I'm like interested in. Yeah, but none that I'm like, wow, I can't believe that was announced. That's so exciting. Best game of life. Yeah, I don't think there were any actual announcements that got me really excited. Mm. I think as is usually the case with a lot of Jeff's showcases, um, like we talked about earlier in the podcast, I think they're still finding their feet to an extent. Yeah. There are several moments in this showcase in particular where the pace just like grinds to a halt. Yep. They're having a conversation for like six or seven minutes. And admittedly, like we weren't in the best position to 
we're never in the best position to appreciate those because we're reacting to it. And mm-hmm. so oftentimes through entirely our own fault, we are talking over those yeah. those discussions. So we, we aren't really listening to what they're saying. And it's like, can we get to another trailer for us to react to now? Yeah. Um, so it might just be that we're in a unique position, but I have heard other people say that, you know, the pacing is usually quite off at these things. Yeah. Um, there were some things shown that I thought looked cool. However, we already knew about them. Yes. Uh, we were just seeing more of them. But it is time to talk about the things that were shown. Mm. Are you ready? I am. First up, it was actually a new announcement, I think. Yeah, this one's I think brand so. new. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown is coming January the 18th, 2024. This looks like it's going back to Prince of Persia's roots. It's a side scroller, mm-hmm. possibly a bit Metroidvania y. Yeah. Uh, the protagonist, the Prince of Persia, of Persia. I assume, yeah. has a very cool haircut. He does. And that was sort of all I took from that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so much so that it wasn't on half of the. What happened at. Summer Game Fest. Yeah, we had to add that one on ourselves. Because it wasn't on the lists that people were putting up. Um, then we got a big look at Mortal Kombat 1. The mm. first game in the franchise. This is the first game they've ever made. Um, <laughs> we got a gameplay trailer. We got lots of look at gameplay, lots of look at fighting. Mm-hmm. They've talked about the new cameos mechanic in that you pick your main fighter and then one of the other fighters is a cameo fighter and will just appear sometimes mm. to just do a bit of fighting and disappear again. Nice. You don't control them. They just come on when they want, mm-hmm. kick someone in the face yep. and then disappear again. Sick. Um, they did say that some characters aren't, like some characters can be used as cameos and can be your main fighter, mm-hmm. but some characters are just going to be cameos. So people might be a bit sad if right. their character's stuck behind the camera. He did, because Peter said that while we were reacting. And then I think Ed Boone, who was on stage, mm-hmm. did then clarify that, hey, not some of them that are cameos will also be playable. So don't yes. worry that if, you're, if your favorite fighter is so far announced as a cameo, they may also actually be playable. Yeah. I'm not a fighting game expert. It sounds a bit like uh, my very brief experiences with Tekken Tag Tournament mm-hmm. or more recently uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Ultimate on the PlayStation Vita, uh, where you fight with a team of there characters. There was a lot of people saying, and you could press a button and say you've got Wolverine on your team. Instead yeah. of switching to Wolverine, Wolverine can come in and go, snicked, yeah. and then disappear off mm-hmm. again, something like that. But the uh, the fatalities looked horrible. Horrible. Which is absolutely perfect yeah. for Mortal Kombat. Really just disgusting, fleshy, squelchy noises. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly what you would want from a Mortal Kombat game. Yes, and it's coming in September, specifically on the 19th. Very soon. Very soon. Very soon. A nice turnaround yeah, from announcement to release. announced it like two weeks ago, Yeah, and now it's coming out in two months, which is great. Fantastic. Love that. Uh, then Capcom went full Capcom. Yeah. Uh, we've got Mecha Ryu and Mecha Guile from Street Fighter Six in particular mm. are coming to uh, uh, Exo Primal, yeah. uh, th- which is the dinosaur robot dinosaur game that they've been teasing for a while. Yeah, that's coming uh, out on Xbox Game Pass Day One. Like it's Street Fighter Six X. Exo Primal or Exo Primal yeah. X Street Fighter 6 is what they're calling it. It's two franchises their own. I don't know why they're calling it that. I don't know why Ryu is robot, but he does Hadouken uh, robot dinosaurs. He did Hadouken a, a dinosaur, yeah. In, in the trailer, He's which is... He's also just like punching a T-Rex at one point. Fantastic. Brilliant. I mean, what more could you want? It's great. Nothing. Uh, well, actually, there is something more I want, and that's Nicolas Cage in Dead by Daylight. Why? Who knows? He was there, and he turned up in a mint green... Satin suit. He did. Outshone Jeff big time. Yeah, you didn't like um, Jeff's outfit, did you? He didn't. No, I didn't like his outfit very much. He just, I wanted to put more effort in. Everyone up, everyone up uh, overshined him when they turned up. Sam so. Lake did, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, he's going to be a survivor 
uh, which I think is a miss. I think he should have been a monster. A monster. Yes. Just how funny would it be if because in the trailer it's in like a movie studio, things have been knocked down. Mm. How funny would it be if it's just Nicolas Cage has been method acting and he's gone feral? Yeah. And he's chasing a bunch of people around with a knife, just trying to kill them. That would be great. Uh, it would also make it feel more special because yeah. only one person gets to play as the killer, right? Yeah, as exactly. The monsters, so. And multiple people can be Nick Gate, Nick Nicholas Cage, even yes. sorry. Um, but like how boring he's he doesn't say anything he's just gonna like go ah, ah, and mm. then run around a bit so i was very confused by this because this was apparently leaked last yeah, i week. knew that he was but gonna be i in thought it. it was the actual announcement i didn't realize it was a leak because jeff the way this was pre presented at summer game fest was that this is a brand new announcement yeah and that took me by surprise because i thought we knew this. i thought uh, I'm almost convinced either it was leaked or someone already announced it. Maybe because it was a dream. Did we all have just the I don't same know, maybe. dream? Maybe we all had Nick the same dream. Cage was coming to, yeah. uh, maybe to he Dead was by Daylight. Investing our dreams. But yeah, he's coming on the 25th of July. I think you can sign up to do like an early test run with him if you want to, mm -hmm. if you're that invested. But yeah, he's coming. If to... you love the Nick. Uh, one we accidentally yeah. skipped over. Free to play action RPG Path of Exile 2 is available on July the 18th. I oh, feel yeah. like uh, I've heard a, a bit of chatter that. It's a good time to show this because everyone's obsessed with Diablo 4 at the moment. And it looks very um, similar. It's, it's presented in a similar style. And if you, hey, if you like that, probably like this as well. Yeah. So that's coming really soon. Yeah. We then got uh, our first TV show trailer of the show mm. uh, in the form of The Witcher Season 3 yeah. premiere. Um, that's coming June 29th. Mm -hmm. And we've got a trailer about it. Isn't that fun? It is fun. It's yes. the final season with, um, with your boy in it, Henry Cavill. Yeah. I've watched season one and two of The Witcher, but I feel like I'm indifferent and I'll watch season three as well. <laughs> it's one of those shows where it's like, oh, the new season's out. I'll watch that. And then I'll immediately forget about it and yeah. never think of it ever yeah. again. Yeah. It's it's good. It's Mums love it. Mums love it's it. For, for some reason. Why do the mums love it? That's Henry weird, isn't Cavill. it? I don't know. Tell tell us if you know why the mums love yeah. The Witcher 3. No, The Witcher. Season three. Season three. Yeah. Then I seem to have had a stroke because I've written about Witchfire, which is the new witch hunting FPS, <laughs> but I've written it W-O-T-H-C. Wothk. I don't know how I've done that. Wothk hunting. Um, it's a witch hunting FPS that's entering early access on the 20th of September. We've got a bit of gameplay. Looks relatively interesting. Mm -hmm. Very much similar to a lot of the first person shooter magic-y things we've got coming out. Yeah. It, I think it's from a studio that's made a few other things as yes. well. Uh, Bullet, Storm. Yes. The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Two mm -hmm. very different games. Yep. Um, and this is very much more like Bullet Storm. Yeah. Uh, Bullet Storm? That, that you is are, the yeah, right name. Yeah, okay. Saying. I want to keep saying Bullet Hell, but that's a no. genre. That's not what I mean. Bullet Storm. Uh, PSVR 2 has a new FPS game, Crossfire Sierra Squad, that is dropping in August. I mean, the trailer for this about that, looked fair. so cool. It mm -hmm. was more live action than actual gameplay. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was, it was fine. We'd it. already heard about that at the last, at the P, the PlayStation Showcase. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, new information it's just a it's a shooter it's yeah. a shooter if you like those it's probably going to be yeah, realistic shooter. to an extent i'd have thought not really sure then a game that we weren't sure if it was remnant but it was remnant it could be remnant 2 remnant 2 uh is coming to playstation 5 pc and xbox series on july 25th yes uh, so if you found a remnant mm -hmm. second one's coming out very soon i played the first remnant after it went on ps plus played it in co-op it was uh absolutely fine but I still enjoyed it mm. in co-op. It's mm -hmm. like a Souls-like shooter. And uh, I had a good enough time with it. I will play this. Probably not a launch, but uh, yeah, it's coming really soon. Yeah. Sonic Superstars. That is an announcement of a brand new game. Yeah. It's a four-player, side-scrolling, traditional Sonic game. Uh, it was 
they showed the sort of original pixel art style and then there was this sort of newer art style and they were going between the two almost to suggest hey maybe you both art well, styles will be in like the game. Well, it you can because but... there was like those pixel squids at one point that you turned into. Okay, so maybe there so is I a think there's combination a, of Yeah, those. like there's different areas right. that have got different stuff, which is interesting. People were very excited about this. Yeah. Yuji Naka can look at it from prison. Yes, he can. He's appealing that. He might, if you've he not heard, not Yuji Naka has now been... Um, uh, what's it, prison. sentenced to yeah. two years in prison. Yeah. Uh, he is appealing. He may not go to prison. Yeah. Either way, he's he wants probably, to play Sonic. He's probably not involved in this game. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's been involved in Sonic for a long time, to be fair. But no. uh, yeah, this is the, a brand new game, as far as I'm aware. And very excited. Four players. Yeah. So you can all get lost as you go well fast yes. and that. Exactly. Then the biggest announcement of the night, Honky Star Rail. Honky Star Rail. <laughs> it's finally Come coming on. to PlayStation 5 in It's pronounced Honkai Star Rail, to, it be, is. to be clear. But, but we, we call it Honky we Star Rail. We do call Rail. it Honky Star Rail. Uh, it's coming to PS5 in quarter four this year. Isn't yeah, that exciting? It's very um, anime-ish yep. uh, inspired. You know, it's one of those games. You know our opinion It's on one those. of those ones. It's one of those ones. So do that. Lies of P mm. is arriving on September the 19th uh, and a free demo is available right now. I'm not sure which platforms. It's definitely on PS5. Everything. It's everything. PC and Xbox. Well, it's not Brilliant. on Switch, but everything I've else. I've downloaded the demo. I haven't had a chance to play it. This is the dark retelling of Pinocchio that's mm -hmm. very much like Bloodborne, really, than, yeah. than Dark souls and uh I, when i saw the gameplay of it i think last year it really appealed to me in a way that most souls likes don't mm -hmm. and so i'm looking forward to giving the demo a try i'll talk about it next week on but the podcast. jiminy cricket sounds like a marvel character yeah jiminy cricket was sort of wisecracking right at, the at the end, end. and i was like oh man part of me doesn't want this to be a dark <laughs> retelling of pinocchio it could just be a little android boy that, yeah. that sort of like it doesn't need to be a retelling of pinocchio it could just take themes from pinocchio like yeah. he's a boy who's being created and yeah trying to find meaning or something i don't mm. know the uh, whale was like a submarine so it's not exactly the same that's as true. it's not your mum's it's pinocchio. very different it's not your mum who your loves henry cavill's yeah. uh, pinocchio so there no. we go then from the creator of dragon ball was a new sandland uh that's the name of the game mm. uh it's sort of mech sort of demon the demons and humans are living in harmony and it's up to a demon and a human to save the human race yes uh there's no really state for that yet but it looked interesting the art style was very nice yeah. it looked very pretty made in unreal 5 and yeah. then the guy in the crowd went unreal, oh, unreal. it's made in unreal yeah <laughs> he's he very excited <laughs> he's so excited um, about but it. yeah that looks pretty good if you're yeah. a fan of that kind of game visually looks lovely in unreal engine you know adapting mm. that sort of art style i think it's uh, adapted from a manga Yes, that's um, what they said. So we're all big manga fans here, yeah. so we're not familiar, unfortunately. But no. uh, there we are. Uh, quite exciting, though, is the announcement of another showcase within a showcase. Yeah. And that's Annapurna Interactive are doing their, their own showcase. I'm trying to find it on my notes. I've lost it. On June the 29th, so yes. the end of this month, Annapurna has really come into their own as a publisher, I think. They have. Um, they first arrived onto the scene, as far as I was aware, from my perspective, at least. They came onto my radar uh, with what remains of Edith Finch. Yeah. And that was excellent. And since then, they published loads of really interesting, not quite indie, but sort of indie games, yeah. including most recently that Stray. we talked a lot about Stray. Um, and so surely they'll be showing off some other cool stuff there. That'll be worth tuning into, I think. Yeah, I think it's really cool that they've got their own showcase coming yeah. up. They're kind of one of those studios that have been gradually growing in size and popularity. I kind of feel like Annapurna and um, Focus Entertainment are really having their rise at the moment mm -hmm. in terms of those kind of half indies, half not. Um, and potentially people are hoping for an Xbox release date for Stray. 
because it's not yes, on Xbox. Yeah. Uh, and that was in the trailer for the showcase. And we already that's already out. So either mm-hmm. there's a DLC coming or they're announcing it for Xbox as well, which would yeah. be great. Uh, then after that, we got a new look, well, a first look at Amazon Games' new MMORPG, Throne and Liberty, that's coming. And they want players. At the end, it said, players, players wanted. wanted. Please. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Amazon's last MMORPG, uh, I don't know what happened to that. I don't even know the name of it. It was popular for a while. And then like every live service game, died, I think. People it's... might still be playing it, but I've not had anyone talk about it for about 12 months. The f- yeah, it, it did. I felt like everyone was talking about it for a month and then I didn't hear about yeah. it again. MMO's not really the kind of game that I have the time for. <clears throat> excuse me and i'm certainly not interested in sitting at a pc for hours at a time playing no. games that's just not how i how i personally want to play games yeah. throne and liberty is it just looked like a fantasy mmo it's going to find an audience mm-hmm. uh what will be the real test is whether that audience will stay yeah and that is true for every new mmo so we will see it's got amazon behind it but that doesn't guarantee anything with mmos so Mm-mm. Look forward to that, I suppose. You can test it soon. That's why they want players. So go yeah. look up Throne and Liberty if you're interested. Warhaven. Uh, you've written here the almost chivalry-looking online medieval war game, but with magic, is arriving autumn 2023. Yeah, it. We first thought we were like, is this Shiv? Mm. Is this another Shiv game? And then it cut to gameplay where there was a bunch of men with names above their heads as if they were online, killing each other in mm. various ways, and then a magician at the end of the trailer formed them all back together again. Yep, I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, that, it's not really for me. Nope, me neither. But it's coming soon. Yes. Party Animals, however. Yeah. That's a game I feel like we've known about for years. I am almost had convinced myself this game was out. Yeah, how is like, it Like, I thought it was out. We've The game's already been done. I thought, oh, maybe they're just doing like more content for it because there's a bunch of clips of streamers playing it. But no, it's coming out in September, which... Cool. We already thought it was out, but another party game. We're always big fans of those. We like gang mm-hmm. beasts, that kind of thing. So more than interested to play party animals. Yep. Then we got another trailer for Crash Team Rumble that's coming out on June 20th. We've already seen a lot about this. Um, it's an online 4v4 thing where you collect Wumper Fruit and then you put them in Peter a bank. Peter needs to be here for this one. Peter knows all about it. I mean, I know all about it, but that's basically it. So 4v4, you collect Wumper Fruit. You try and stop the other team from getting one per fruit. You put them in the bank. First team to collect the right amount of one per fruit wins. Mm-hmm. And they've uh, there's two characters that they announced last night that yep. are coming to there's it. There's a so. season pass, I think. Yeah. Something like so, that. yeah, not interested in that even a little bit. Yeah, we'll we'll see how this one does. Uh, certainly, Peter, I imagine, will be covering it for us when it mm-hmm. comes out as the resident Crash fan. Yeah. Um, but yes, coming in just a couple of weeks, really, isn't yeah. it? Two weeks time ish. Yeah. We got a gameplay trailer. Trailer for Alan Wake 2, which is coming on October the 17th, also with a, a release date there. So again, another one that's coming quite soon. Yeah. I was quite impressed by this gameplay footage because it really shows how they've pivoted into horror more so, I yeah. think, than the original game. Because I played Alan Wake for the first time last year. Talked about it on this podcast, played the PS4 remaster. Or maybe it was the PS5 remaster, actually. Um, and I thought it was... I, I liked the ideas that it had, but it was definitely of its time. I think mm. I even said that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't come away from it loving Alan Wake as much as I was hoping I would. But seeing as they have now 
slightly altered how this is going to play. You know, you, you've got this FBI agent who's investigating Saga. these these murders. Yes, that's her name. And uh, she goes into the, the, there's like the misdirect. She goes mm. into the cabin. There's a spooky noise. And then a deer jumps through and it's, oh, it's just a deer. And then mere seconds later, a giant man with a deer head on mm-hmm. his head bursts through the wall and she has to kill him with a combination of a torch and the gun. Yeah. Um, you play as Saga and sometimes you play as Alan Wake. And the way mm-hmm. that they were talking about it was that like you can swap at any point between the two. We didn't get to see any of how Alan plays. No. Um, but I hope it's not like the medium in that you have to yeah. switch between them to solve puzzles because that was a bit of yeah. a that was a bit of a, a momentum halter. Yeah, in that it game. was a bit. Um, but yeah, looks pretty good. I mean, visually looked pretty. Did look lovely. Pretty. Uh, so hopefully Sam Lake came out to talk about it as well. He did, and he looked Max fantastic. Payne. Max Payne in his suit, mm-hmm. lovely stuff. Yeah, it was great. Uh, then we got a trailer for Warhammer Forty K Space Marine Two. There's always a Warhammer Forty K game coming out. There is. This time it's Space Marines. Doesn't stop. You can play. Was it three people co-op mm-hmm. uh, and kill? Ghoulies. Hey, after playing a bit of Vermintide, I feel like I'm a I'm a changed, I'm reformed now. Well, I've always wanted to play Vermintide, but I kept mm. it kind of like snuck under the radar for me. And then every time I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, there was that one I really wanted to play and yeah. then didn't. Uh, so maybe Space maybe Marines will one. reignite my passion to play Vermintide. But yeah. that's coming uh, this winter. This apparently. winter. You yeah. compared it when we were watching it to uh, Gears of War, not well, mainly because of how large the armor is, but yeah. also just because it looks like a big clunky shooter. Yeah. Uh, and I have heard since then other people say, "Oh yeah, this is the one that they've described as like being Gears of War adjacent. This is their Gears of War games." So clearly, okay, I'm ahead of you're the an expert. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you want some Gears of War and you fancy some Warhammer 40k, Space Marine Two might be the for one you. for you. Yeah. Might be the one. Yes, your grace. Snowfall. Yes, your yeah. grace. Snowfall. That's there's no there's no comma or yes, your grace. Snowfall. I don't think the gra- your grace is called snowfall. No, it's in it's the a snowy. subtitle. Your grace. Snowfall. Snowfall. Yeah, that's coming in 2024. Love the art style. Yeah, for this it looks really interesting. You basically have to run your run your own kingdom or mm. queendom, and uh, there were clips of you sat on your throne and resolving disputes. I need potatoes. Mm, yeah, someone someone was complaining about their potatoes. You meet with other monarchs and dignitaries, and then there was a bit when you were in an actual battle as yeah, well, and fighting. You're building your town up, and then there was battle and stuff. It looks, yeah, it looks really interesting. Um, it was probably the most visually different of all the stuff that we saw mm-hmm. yesterday. So yeah, it stood out amongst everything else. Yeah. Then we got horror director slash writer John Carpenter's Toxic Commando, yeah. which is coming, um, I don't know when it was announced. Um, it's apparently an 80s vibe co-op ghoulie fight- fighting game. Ghoulie fighting. Ghoulie fighting. I've added the word ghoulie in, but there's uh, like zombies and monsties and yeah. seemingly there's like four people you can play in a squad. You can drive in a car, mm-hmm. you can shoot, you can punch, you can throw grenades, you can do swords. So there was lots of interesting content there and it yeah. might be a bit cheesy, a bit hammy. Doesn't but- take itself very seriously. Seriously, it was no. it would they you know they were cracking wise in the, they were in singing, the trailer and yeah and just shooting loads and loads of zombies from their armored truck. It, yeah. it, that could be a good laugh, that one. It could be. Depending on how it turns out. Yes. Baldur's Gate 3 revealed Jason Isaacs voicing Lord Enver Gortash, which is a great name. Mm-hmm. Uh the game releases on the 31st of August. Uh, I don't think Jason. I love Jason Isaacs, but I, I don't think his character model looks right. I look so weird. He's a weird-looking dude. Not Jason Isaacs. His character. I think j- every character that Jason Isaacs uh, should 
portrayed from now on should look like I think it's Field Marshal Zukov from Death of Stalin, just wearing loads of medals and he's just mm. furious all the time. That's that's the only character he should play now. Well, the weirdest thing about it was that he was basically this guy that like he dyed his hair black, mm. like he was wearing a wig. Because he was kind of like an older looking guy with like dark black hair that was all scruffy, like almost like Final Fantasy vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point he was stood at the, the light middle, like he had like colored highlights in the back. And I was like, what is happening? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? He was wearing um, this big sort of outfit with 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 a big collar on it. I was yeah. talking to Kat, our writer, about it earlier. And uh, she said, well, if it ain't Baroque. Very good. Don't fix it. Very good. And I was like, it's and too that's early, why she it's too early for this cat. It's too early. Yeah, he looks weird, uh, but hey, the game's coming uh, 31st of August, so yeah. we can see if he looks weird the whole way through. People love that Baldur's Gate. Then, weird, I think this was so weird. This was very strange. The Spider-Man guy came on, I can't remember what his name was, uh, to talk about Spider-Man, and he was like, we're really excited. They showed some like concept art and some like uh, screenshots We saw Venom. Stuff. We saw Venom. Um, and then no gameplay, no trailer. They were like, here it is. And it just flashed up the date uh, for the game. So it was a, a release date for the game. We literally got an extended gameplay look two weeks ago from PlayStation. Yeah. Why they didn't announce it then, I don't know. Whether they're just trying to keep the hype up. But it's coming on the 20th of October. Yeah. Maybe. I'm still I'm still not convinced it's coming. I will be surprised. Mm. Color me pink or whatever it is. Tickle it, me tickle pink. Tickle me pink if it comes on uh, 20th of October. But apparently it is. So yeah. that was random, but it is coming then. I would be, I would not be surprised if it got pushed to Christmas um, mm-hmm. at this point, because that's that's the very, very end of the fall period there. Um, yeah, this is really strange because one of the complaint, one of many complaints about the PlayStation showcase from the other week was that there was, they didn't, they didn't give an announcement no. of the release date for Spider-Man 2 when clearly they already had it. Yeah. They had this agreement with Jeff to come on stage and talk a bit about Spider-Man 2. But that just seems like very poor planning on PlayStation's part, given given the reception. That, like, why almost, would you want to divide and conquer and just... I'd almost prefer they did it the other way around. They right. showed us a little like cinematic trailer and then in a release date on the twi- like at PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And then at this one, they gave us an extended look at the gameplay. That almost to me makes more sense. But just, hey, just feels like whoever was in charge didn't didn't think ahead. No, yeah, that was didn't. that was a strange one. But either either way, you know, it's nice. We got to see, we got to see some art of Venom. We got to see the actual official box art as well, which mm-hmm. is uh, Peter and Miles Spidey next to each other, which is I suppose expected. in the red void. Uh, in the red void, the lovely red void. Uh, <laughs> they showed just like a tiny bit of combat, but I couldn't work out. It if was that from was, the same stuff. If that, we've that seen was before. from yeah earlier or not. Yeah, but there we are. Then. A game that we've seen before and it felt like a fever dream then and it feels like a fever dream now mm. is Pokemon But With Guns Power World, which is apparently entering early access 2024. I'm convinced we saw this game last year, yeah. either at Summer Game Fest or potentially Gamescom, maybe the Game Awards. But either way, we've seen it before and they're like so close to being Pokemon. In some ways, they look exactly like Pokemon. You almost could be convinced that they are actual Pokemon, but they're carrying around very realistic looking like machine guns and AK-47s and rocket launchers and stuff in a world that also looks semi-realistic. So this game, I have no idea what it is. Mm. I don't know how they're getting away with it, but it's legally distinct enough because they've got guns that they're allowed to make it. It's really bizarre. Really uh, this this weirded us out last time we saw it and it's still very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy for them that they're moving towards an actual release but still early access in january of next year it's like do we really still need to talk about this so yeah. 
soon. It's yeah. so far away. It is far away. And every time we see it, it's like, what? what is this? And That's literally always... a Lapras with a rocket launcher on yeah. its back. And it's also some of the same, exact same clips we've seen before. I think a well. lot of money's so... exchanged hands here. Yes, I think so too. But I don't even know who's making it. I don't think it's a very, it's not a big studio, but... It might be a Chinese studio somewhere yeah. making some weird stuff. They love yes, doing that. They do. And then we got um, a look at Land of Morning Light for Black Desert, which I assume is like a DLC or an extra area on some more story content um, for fans of Black Desert, which is coming on June 14th. Mm -hmm. uh, the Lord of the Rings Return to Moria will be released in autumn 2023. This looks a little bit like, um, what was the name of the game that was on Plus? Deep Rock Galactic? Mm -hmm. Is that what it was yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. Sort of your mining in Moria, obviously. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if it's online. I assume it is. You we didn't play. get much info about it. They didn't it, show a great deal, but it could be some sort of co-op game. You're, you're mining resources and you're building a little base, but then you're also defending it against or orkies mm -hmm. and so on. Uh, looked not very pretty. No. Really at all. I don't know what's going on with the Lord of the Rings license at the moment, but it seems it's fair game for anyone to just sort of make some rubbish mm -hmm. uh, i'm not saying this is rubbish but it just I didn't am look saying it, very it didn't good. look very good it looked like it looked like a game from quite a while ago also i forgot to write it on here but um at one point jeff talked about how porsche in their 70th anniversary yes. are teaming up with xbox to bring out a range of porsche xboxes apparently it's 75 xboxes 75 xboxes that you can win if you went to like porsche xbox sweepstake.com or something like that yeah you can't, um, buy, them. You can't buy them they've they look like popcorn boxes yeah, uh loads and of stripes loads of stripes i mean if you want if you're a fan of porsche and an xbox i mean i might enter it just because i think it's funny but yeah weird there's one of the another one of those moments in the in the showcase where it's like jeff what are you doing and it slowed right down again the pace was just yeah. crazy what's yeah. going on have you got the bit on here where he talks about um the door dash no actually that's a good point after the well it's after this next okay so thing. we'll talk about we'll this talk about in a moment. okay yeah. so we got to see final fantasy 7 ever crisis again which is a mobile game that seemingly has loads of story bits from it's final every, fantasy 7 every single bit of final fantasy game so crisis core the original yeah. Final Fantasy VII, yeah. any spin-off games, everything, apparently all in this one game. But some of it looks sort of realistic and some of it's kind of chibi. Well, I don't know if they are showing what it is in the remake and then showing that it's chibi It was a this. terrible trailer. It's so weird, it I don't really know. It was really confusing. I don't know what it is. Apparently the character models are all in this chibi, like okay. modern, modern version of the original looking character models, essentially right. is what... When I got home, my boyfriend was telling me all about it because he's already apparently signed up for the early access okay. of it because okay. uh, he's really excited. But apparently, yeah, it's uh, every single bit of Final Fantasy VII content you could ask for in one handy-dandy mobile game that will destroy your phone. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I can't, I won't be able to play this on my phone. And also, I don't, that's the last place I'd want to experience that. Yeah, exactly. But hopefully now that it's coming out, that everyone can go back to working on other things. I, just, I don't I don't understand it. And then, it, and, he, and then what was the segue, Ashton? I says, oh my God. I think it might be my favorite moment of the show like by far. He went, now that's not all about Final Fantasy. And everyone was like, oh, what? Speaking, oh, of, Final speaking Fantasy. of Final Fantasy. And everyone got really excited. Oh. And it, he, had to, he had to go, 
No, 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 no. Not, not that. Calm down. Not that. You can get a free burrito with DoorDash and if the, you type the in the code Final Fantasy Seven. Just they oh, did not like him then. They were very Jeff upset. Jeff was just smiling from it. How did they not see that? I don't coming? know. That it was the way that he segued that was the real issue because I yeah. can think of a dozen different ways he could have tr transferred into that point that wasn't like mm. getting expectations up for more Final Fantasy now. Yeah, honestly. And if you're hungry while playing Final Fantasy Seven Ever Crisis, immediately you. You've set the tone for what you're about to talk about. Yeah. You don't want to tease it like, speaking of Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII, VII. <gasps> oh, DoorDash. Honestly, what? he was lucky that the final reveal was what it was because otherwise I think he might get mobbed afterwards. Yeah, they would have run on stage and ripped yeah. him apart. It was, oh, it was so good. Every, it was a beautiful moment. Uh, yeah, it was a brilliant moment. Perfect. Then we got another look at Banisher's Ghost of New, Ghost of New Eden, which is apparently like a ghost hunting... Uh, RPG. I'm not really sure from what we've seen. We didn't see much gameplay again. But we've seen this game before. It's got like a very Scottish man and his ghost wife. Mm. Uh, and those are the two main characters. Um, again, not a lot of information, but apparently it's coming towards the end of 2023. I don't think we've seen any gameplay for this game. It's only been CG trailers, mm. which is always great. Um, Did we see a bit last night? I don't know if we saw a lot. Not, okay. I don't really remember... It didn't stick out to me. Game. I've heard a few people saying, oh, that looked really interesting, but I can't say when I was watching it that it really it really stood out all that mm -mm. much. Uh, but there we are. Yeah. Then we got the latest uh, Yakuza slash uh, Like a Dragon game. And I'll tell you the name in a minute, but <laughs> it starts with uh, Kazuma Kiryu, the usual protagonist of the Yakuza games, mm. uh, kneeling there dressed in sort of casual attire then he dresses up as a suit in a suit sorry yeah and he's like some sort of secret agent yeah and he's fighting he opens a big door and there's like a neon city underground or there's just Fair, a big gate looking thing and he fights loads of people he just beats up loads of people with yeah. objects like you would expect and then they announce the name of the game <laughs> and it's just oh it's 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 so good man chef's kiss it's called like a dragon gaiden the man who erased his name, catchy. which is one of the longest names for a game I've yeah, ever had. Yeah, catchy it's as phenomenal. well. It's phenomenal. It's so good. Uh, if you like Yakuza or Like a Dragon, you're going to enjoy this probably. And yeah. it's coming like on. Like a Dragon Gaiden. The, the man, man who, who erased his, his name. name. It's coming on the 9th of November as well. It is. Uh, then we've got to look at a sort of spooky underwater submarine style like well, I don't really know. Sometimes you're in a submarine, sometimes you're out of a submarine and it's kind of a spooky. Something's happening under the sea. This guy's been down here for a long time um, and it's called Under the Waves mm. uh, and it's coming August 29th. So we'll see more about yeah. that very soon. Hopefully. Looked a bit sort of Soma crossed with uh, Subnautica. I thought the gameplay looked a bit like uh, Deliver Us Mars, but oh, okay. under the water. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. It That's going to tick some boxes for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I quite like the look of that. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, what have we got here? Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Warzone Season 4 trailer. It's coming June the 14th. I think that's a new map. So get excited if you're still playing mm -hmm. Warzone. Yeah. Faye Farm. Gosh, she was so excited to talk about that. Coming to PC and Switch. Oh, yeah. This was the one. Yeah, September the 8th. Sorry. This is the one where the trailer had the voiceover of a, uh, of a woman speaking in the TikTok inflection. Yeah. So could you do a good impression. We can't wait to discover what we're going to discover. Like she just kept going up. At like the end of she the was sentence. so excited. Every, it wasn't even a sentence, every word. Every other word, she was like, we're going to discover what the world has in store. And it's like, what are you saying? Every single sentence in that trailer was spoken with the same inflection. I didn't even look at the gameplay. Infuriating. Yeah, to honestly, watch. 
I, I don't remember anything about the gameplay or anything at all. I just we're going the guy. to farm. What are meet new friends along the way? It's just the TikTok woman who yeah. already speaks like the most unhinged thing ever <laughs> because it's a Chinese app and so they don't know how to do mm -hmm. English vocal patterns. Mm -hmm. And now people are affecting that in their everyday speech and that's horrifying. Yeah. And now it's in this trailer. Yeah. Sorry, Faith Farm, but you're already dead to me. Yeah. I'm not going to play you. Um, then a very excited man who apparently is a big fan of flannel, as in he was wearing a flannel shirt. Jeff at introduced the time. him as like he's a big fan of flannel. It's like what? What? Is this an in joke? Jeff? Yeah. Uh, talked about the new Marvel Snap game mode that's called Conquest. Okay, you did that. You did it as well. There, the inflection. Yeah. I thought you were going to keep talking. I know. That's why I like doing it. It's good. It was uh, very confusing. So that's coming at some uh, either now or soon. It they was very say. strange. It was really weird uh, encounter between the two of them. Uh, they did what's his name, Pro Pro ZD, or I can't remember what his online handle is. Who does the online sketches and stuff? And he played Flack in Borderlands Three. Oh, and... uh, I can't remember what his name is either. You'll know him. You'll if know you see him. him if you You'll see know him. his I voice as well. As well. It was yeah. just a profoundly strange trailer with him in it, and also the man who came out on stage. Like he had a very strange energy. He was really trying to get Jeff's job. Like he was, yeah, he was really like, I'm, I know how to work a crowd. Very enthusiastic, but also in like a, a sort of uncomfortable way where yeah. neither knew how to react to a each other. A scary way. Yeah, yeah, sort of, I don't feel very safe. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's coming. King Arthur Legends Rise is coming to PC and mobile. Sure as flip looked like a mobile game. Yeah. Uh, don't really know much more about that. We didn't get to see much about that either. We did. Of the dragon. Um, then free to play Wayfinder is coming to PC, PlayStation 5 and Series X and S later this year. Again, that one we got to see a bit of gameplay for. Just looks the same. The overarching dialogue of the story was like, the world's going to end if we don't do something about it soon. The kingdom has fallen The kingdom into has ruin. fallen. Uh, and it's just generic story, generic look, generic gameplay, yeah. but it's free to play. So I'm sure I sort of lost it. my temper a bit at that point in you the did showcase a bit because I, I said. I, I try to be as positive as I can going into these things and give every game the benefit of the doubt. But I've heard that exact, the kingdom has fallen into darkness. That mm. that generic nonsense, uh, fantasy nonsense. I've heard that countless times on these showcases and I've never heard of these games again because they just need like a paper thin story yeah. to carry. Well, they don't. it doesn't even carry anything. Like the gameplay is what people are going to those games for. But the effort that they put into the story is so minimal that they, they hit exact, all of them hit the same beats mm -hmm. every time. Mm -hmm. It's just, it does not stand out and it made me lose my temper a little bit. <laughs> uh, anyway, Paradox Arc was announced. No, Paradox uh, Arc. Announced. Oh, Paradox Arc, sorry, announced Stellaris Nexus, which is a turn-based space combat and space trash scavenger game. No, they announced two games. Oh, for goodness. <laughs> they, okay, you, you talk about this one. Stellaris Nexus, which right. is a turn-based space combat game looking okay. thing. Take over the universe. Yes, I remember that one. Um, okay, yeah. And then they also announced Space Trash Scavenger. Yes. I remember this bit yeah, because I felt like, like lots of these lots of these game trailers started immediately after each other yeah. with no separation, and no. I was kind of confused about because they well, were all that's space why I wrote ones. It like this. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you've done a, you've done a perfect homage there because yeah. they were all so similar, and there was literally no break in the footage no. or anything. Like it just rolled, and I was like, "Is this a different game? <laughs> I'm really confused. <laughs> What's happening?" But the space trash scavenger, basically just destroying various debris around the planet and okay. collecting things and seemingly building stuff with them. Look pretty cute. And I'm sure people will enjoy that game if you're a big fan of like 
kind of scavenging games. Mm-hmm. And then we got a look at a Star Trek game. Which people yes. were very excited. Very about. brief look. So brief, but people were very excited about this. Um, Star Trek Infinite. We got a look at a Borg ship and yeah. a little look at uh, something else. And then apparently uh, find out more on Picard Day. That's what it said any, in the trailer. Any nerds know what that is? I think it was July something or other. Maybe it was his birthday. I don't know. Maybe. But on Picard Day, if you know what it is, you probably... I was going to say, that feels, like, that feels like you do not want to attract the audience <laughs> to this game because I don't know what Picard Day is. I think the actual now, date was... Star Wars Day, I feel like people know what that is. Yeah. However, you would also specify... On the fourth. I mean, they did specify on the the actual trailer, but I can't. I didn't write it down. But I just remember because I hadn't written it Picard Day on here either. But I just remember they put like find out more on Picard Day, and I just remember that being like, don't know what what? it is. So yeah, let's talk about what could be one of the worst television shows ever made, or the best television show ever made. Uh, We got a trailer for the Twisted Metal TV show, which will begin airing on the twenty seventh of July on Peacock. My feeling is, if this was the they're, they're like, people will love this. If this is like the best that they've got to show, because that's what a trailer is supposed to be, is like get you enticed by showing you something really good. Yeah. I'm not impressed. No. We saw Samoa Joe as um, as Sweet Tooth mm-hmm. pinning uh, Anthony Mackie up against a slot machine in an empty casino and thought, sort of threatening him. He's voiced by Will Arnett, yeah. Sweet Tooth is. So there's a real, there, there felt like there was a huge disconnect between Samoa Joe's movements yeah. and what, Will Arnett was saying and then they sort of duetted what was the song that they duetted oh I have no idea it was some sort like one of them started singing one line and then the others sung the other and it was meant I think it was meant to be funny yeah it was it was truly dreadful it's really weird seeing Will Arnett voice an actual human person like normally if you see him or you hear someone's voice in like anime in an animated Mm. TV show you're like well that's him doing a voice for an animated person but you can see Samoa Joe's mouth moving underneath yeah. the mask and you can hear Will Arnett's voice. And I don't know what Samoa Joe sounds like, but I know what Will Samoa Arnett Joe sounds, sounds like scary. and I know what he looks like and he doesn't look like that man. So it's weird. And it just looked crap. Like it, the, it looked visually mm. really boring. Like it didn't look even remotely stylized in any way. They were just in an arcade. There wasn't any like neon lights. It was like very well lit. Just looked like they were in like a studio where they just turned all the lights on so they could see what they were doing. It was a really weird teaser. Mm. Uh, I I feel like it probably did more damage than than good, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Uh, I feel like maybe this is almost an inverse Darth Vader situation where they heard David Prowse in the suit and they were like, we got to get James L. Jones and this Mm. bad boy to do it. However, here... I genuinely think Samoa Joe had has the gravitas to play that character because people who are familiar with what Joe sounds like, he is one of the better in a in a in the world of wrestling where most of the acting I think is fair. It's fair to describe it as sort of porn level mm-hmm, acting. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Samoa Joe is genuinely believable as like a scary, I'm gonna rip your head off kind of guy, and he always turns in. With, without fail, the best performances in the 2K games that he's been in, when the rest are sort of even more wooden than normal because they're reading off a script. He always stands out. I feel like he could have done a great job. It didn't work for me. I like Will Arnett a lot. It didn't work for me, the combination of the body of Joe and, and the voice of Will Arnett. And I'm going to watch at least one episode of this. It comes out on your birthday. It does come out on my birthday. Because it could be 
horrible in like a really good way. Yeah. Like in an entertaining, I can't believe this got made. I didn't think it looked very good at all. So maybe it will be bad. Bad, in, I, you know, I like things that are bad. Yeah, good, bad. In a good way. Uh, so yeah, I hope it's bad in a good way. But I don't know anything about Twisted Metal, so yeah. I'm not even interested a little bit. But hey, why don't we have a viewing party for the first episode and see if it's really boring? Yeah, if you want to do that on your birthday, sure, you feel free. will do. Have people over. Then a game that I actually th- thought was potentially one of the most interesting of the show. It was Lin's Fanger. Liz Liz Fanger? Something like that. Yeah. The Time Shift Warrior, which is coming this year apparently, where there's kind of, it looks a little bit like Hades almost. You kind of run in, you kill one enemy and then you reverse time and your person goes off and you can do something else Mm. and you can solve puzzles and like have a bunch of yourselves out and about fighting while you're doing other stuff. Looks really interesting to be fair. Uh, And hopefully will be interesting when it comes out. But yeah, we haven't got a release it for that yet, but apparently this year. So mm-hmm. hopefully, fingers crossed. We saw some more gameplay for Immortals of Avium and a trailer. We got the actor who came out and had a brief talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we, full disclosure, have been paid to talk about Immortals of Avium and cover it on the channel before. Uh, so just bear that in mind as we discuss it now. But it looked like it has always looked yeah. since they've shown it. It's, yeah. you know, it's the first person shooter magic game. Apparently you're meant to collect the three types of magic. Colors of, lo- colors of yeah, magic. Three colors of magic is what yeah. they called it, which is red, blue, green or red, <laughs> green, blue. Maybe yellow. RGB. And, and yeah, it looks fast paced. I don't know. I do not know. I, I literally cannot tell if this is going to be really rubbish or not. Mm. It doesn't truly appeal to me that much. I I feel like I've seen a lot of it and none of it's really hyped me up that much. Mm. But this time they had a bunch of HUD on screen, which Ooh. I didn't like very there much. Was there was a lot of HUD. Um, and but the game's coming out next month, July 20th. So, and we've only really been talking about it for about two months. I don't know if they've just like, just started advertising it or maybe it was just suddenly being pushed a lot. But yeah, the last two months we've seen a lot of trailers for it. Every single showcase. I'm convinced we're going to see it again this week at another show. Mm. Um, So yeah, that's coming out next month and hopefully we'll be good. But yeah, I'm not, I don't know yet. I'm not sure. I'm not extremely hyped about this one. I think it's definitely one I'm going to wait for reviews for uh, mm. before giving a go, but I'm not not convinced to jump in day one, even though it has Gina Torres in it and she's great. Yeah. There we uh, then we got a a trailer for Fortnite Chapter 4 Season 3, yes. uh, which introduces rideable dinosaurs. And also, we were talking about the dinosaurs over the top of it, but then suddenly a person-sized Transformer, who I assume was Optimus Prime, yes. uh appeared in the game so you can play as optimus prime but not big optimus but not prime. big optimus prime he's just person do you get to turn into a tiny lorry oh my god that would be so fun that would be very cool uh, but it's called the wilds and you're in like a big foresty area the the maps collapsed is kind of what they were saying i and... love that they can do this stuff fortnite mm. just like it doesn't appeal to me but like i'm so impressed by i how have they a respect keep, for it how they but, keep yeah. messing around with like the 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 basic rules of, mm-hmm. of how the game works um, yeah yeah, as someone who was stuck in Warzone, in the same map in Warzone for like a year and a half, and then was begging for a new map, and they gave us one, and it was rubbish. Mm-hmm. And then we just wanted the old one back. Mm-hmm. There's another new map coming soon. Maybe I'll give that a go. Maybe. Probably not, though. It didn't work last time I played it. Finally, Ashton. Yeah, the thing you're most excited for. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, that's the remake part two, had a full trailer. It will be released in early 2024, and for some reason, as they bragged, on two discs. Now, 
the last game on PS4 also had two discs, but one was an installation disc. Yeah. I don't know if that's a similar case here. The fact they're advertising it leads me to believe that maybe it really will be just a gigantic game. Maybe. Which would be so exciting because it doesn't feel like, where's it, how long has it been? Three years? Yeah. It will have been nearly four years since the first part released. That's a long development cycle. Obviously, there was COVID, but you'd have to assume that a lot of the the groundwork, a lot of the reason it took so long the first time around is because they were building the the game and mm -hmm. the world and the mm -hmm. combat system and stuff. And now that's done. Obviously, it will be iterated upon. But surely, the the ransom of the uh, the, the the lion's share, sorry, of the uh, of, of the dev time can be focused on actually building this huge experience. I think in the trailer they only showed up to sort of halfway through where disc two normally would be a fight against Genova on the boat, I believe roughly. It does also lay the groundworks to uh, to further explore, hey, can we diverge from the timeline a little bit? They mm -hmm. showed some scenes at the start of Aerith and uh, Tifa and Red 13 being saved by Shinra soldiers pulled from the rubble at the end of the of the first game, which is not something that happened in the original game mm -hmm. at all. Um, and then Sephiroth says some ominous stuff like, oh, well, you know, is the Tifa you know? Who is the Tifa you know? Is is it actually her? Who's to say? Which Maybe. is not something and that was ever- And then she was a cowboy. Yes, that well, that does happen in the original cowboy game. Cowboy Tifa. That's a flashback. Yeah. That bit is a flashback okay. in the original game. Uh, but who's to say? Like, are they going to diverge massively? I don't know. It looks like you can play as Red 13. There's like co-op team-up moves mm -hmm. in combat. Looks fantastic. Can't yeah. wait. Very, very excited. Yeah, looks good. Uh, that's how it's coming early 2024. It so. won't be, to be clear. It's absolutely not coming early 2024. Would not be surprised if we don't get this until the end of next year. Mm. Uh, but we're getting closer, and that's very exciting. Yes. And then after that, there was a Devolver Direct, yes. uh, which I wanted to quickly talk about because mm -hmm. I watched it last night. And I've not had a chance. It's yeah. unhinged. There's a character called... Uh, Ronathan Trodfield. Brilliant. I love. That's I think great. he's the best new character of the kid. Ronathan. Ronathan Trodfield. Love 10 that. out of 10 name. Uh, essentially, they've got a, a fictional, famous character called Volvi, who's like a mouse with a big hand. I've seen I've seen that. That they've the been like I'm putting on gamers. everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they've basically been like, oh, we, we tried to kick him out. You know, we kicked Ronathan out and we d abandoned Volvi. We tried to change him into be something hip and cool, but now he's back and he's an AI game producing robot and what ai games has volvi produced volvi produced a few ai games that are obviously produced by actual devs uh first off we got a look at a game called wizard with a gun which we got cg and gameplay quite a lot of gameplay in this showcase admittedly not as many games but still all of them seem to be given their time to shine and they also all got gameplay um which is a co-op survival game where you're playing as wizards that have guns it looks a little bit like don't starve okay um in its art style and it looks really fun i I think if you're fans of Don't Starve and Don't Starve Together, this one could be quite good fun. Mm -hmm. Then we got a look at a game. We got another look at the Talos Principle 2. We've got some more gameplay for that. Another look at the puzzles. Um, they announced that they are making, currently in production, Human Fall Flat 2, which is obviously nice. a big... Uh, a pretty popular game then they also announced uh, a game a grimy platformer called sludge life 2 which was announced during the countdown into the game which is coming on the 27th of june and then lastly they announced a game called baby steps yes which is from the creators of ape out which you've watched a trailer for this I and have. it's a literal walking sim where you control the character's legs Looks a bit like quop a bit like quop but with a very uh, interesting art style we've got a cg trailer and a bit of gameplay for that and yeah it looks fun it looks like it's funny and it's got 
comedy elements. You play as like a 35-year-old man who's been living in his parents' basement and playing video games all the time. He gets sucked into his Jealous. television. Yeah. That sounds same, sick. The man. dream. Uh, and he's in this like big baby onesie mm -hmm. and uh, he's clambering around these areas. And yeah. at one point you see him slide down a mudslide on a hill and it just looked fun. Could be funny. Could also massively outstay its welcome. Absolutely. Who's, who's to say? But hey, I think one thing about Devolver that I really respect is that even if they do these like ridiculous showcases that are framed around like calling out the industry, specifically this year about AI and how people think AI can just replace devs and everything. Mm -hmm. um, they just, they have a games to announce. And a lot of the time, these games that when they come out, people really enjoy them. And they also show a lot of game when they show the games. They give them their time in the spotlight between all this other stuff. And I, even though normally I feel like sometimes they can get overshadowed, mm -hmm. I don't think they did this year. I think they, they stood out alongside their like comedy. Didn't have that, Nina in it. She wasn't in it this oh, year. Was she not? No. Oh, so Nina Smothers. Smothers. Yeah. Smothers? She was Smothers? replaced by Jonathan Trodfield this year uh, as key character. But yeah, I thought it was really good, and I'm I'm really happy that Devolver are getting these showcases and they can nice. show off what they've got. So I'm going to give it a watch today. I, yeah, I do I think, enjoy that. I think you'd like it. Well, there we are. That yeah. is, as it stands, all that has happened from Summer Game Fest as an umbrella event mm -hmm. so far. Let us know what you think about what's been shown off. Did you enjoy Jeff's big showcase? Did you enjoy Devolver, Devolver's Direct? We will, if you've listened to this point, uh, be reacting to Future Game Show on Saturday evening at 6 p.m. UK time on YouTube and the Xbox and Starfield event on Sunday also at 6 p.m. Yeah. on YouTube. So come and join us if you can and we'll talk about those in detail on next week's podcast. Yes, we will. Uh, should I tell you where the people can find us? Please do. I don't think Peter's going to do it. No, bloody I can't slacker. see it. Uh, people can find us on youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump for all of our video and live stream content. Um, on Twitch, we're modded by Lord Brotovich, Trialing Badger and Miss Mr. Black. And if you want to use your free Twitch sub that you get with Amazon Prime, you can give it to us and that would be fantastic thanks yeah, so much it's dead easy um, to find us on Twitter and Facebook twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump for all of our video and live stream announcements Facebook some legacy content on there as well thank you to Fraser for managing those yes. um, on TikTok tiktok.com forward slash at team triple jump for our ticks and talks and if you want to join our Patreon patreon.com forward slash team triple jump we have a website triplejump spells jumps very clever it is if you'd like to join on discord triplej.mup forward slash discord chat with our wonderful community on there modded by jack joe tory and hollow eyes and so to do something bloody well do it all right if you listen to the podcast in its audio form why not go to triplejet.mup forward slash podcast and to catch up on any of our live stream vods go to triplejet.mup forward slash vods to book a cameo from any of us me ben peter or james jenkins <laughs> You can book one from him now. He's currently at download. I'd honestly love no, to see... No, he's at Summer Jane Fest. It's at, oh, sorry, it's at Summer Jane Fest. Uh, I'd love to see him do a cameo from his tent. Um, Triplejet.mup <laughs> forward slash cameo. Mm -hmm. And if you want to buy some sick and cool merch, like that t-shirt, like this jacket, want to go to triplejumpshop.com. Remember, we can't make more until we sell all of our t-shirts. Yeah, we're nearly there, to be clear. We are, yeah, so we've, push us over the line and then we can do some cool new stuff. Very uh, good at buying our merch. Thank you so much. Thank you, you're the best. Um, and make sure you're following at triplejumpshop on Twitter for the latest merch announcements. Yes. Absolutely. Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. Plays it. 
also on Twitch. All of them are on Twitch. Apart from the reaction streams, Apart which from are on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, big streams will still be on YouTube, as has been the case this week. Mm -hmm. Worst Games Ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. It is a Worst Games Ever week. Patrons, you will have had an episode yesterday, the time of release. Weirdest Games Ever is monthly, a week early for patrons. It's a Weirdest Games Ever week if you're a patron next mm -hmm. week for everybody else. Uh, the After Dark podcast is fortnightly on Monday for patrons. There's one coming up on Monday. Mm. Look forward to it, there patrons. Is. It's a good discussion. The podcast is every Saturday, and we do show all the bloody time, some of which we're about to tell you about, uh, we're about to tell you about in a, in about a moment. Yes. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. It's free and it helps us out a lot. So thank you very much in advance. As previously mentioned earlier in the podcast, we have released a video about E3. What went wrong? What went wrong with E3? Uh, James did a great job researching this. Yeah. Ben did a great job presenting this. Thank you very much. Ashley. So you should check that out and yeah. see what went wrong. It's on Find the out. Now. Share it about. It's Share the perfect it about. time to talk about it in the middle of. Jeff Keighley's I Killed E3 Summer Game Fest. Yes. Also this week, Ben, it's Worst Games Ever Week. It's the Worst Games Ever Week. We're playing Saw 2. I think it's called Flesh and Blood is the mm. subtitle. It's Delicious. rubbish, uh, but it is out now for patrons and out for everybody else on Sunday. It's quite a comedically bad game and it's got a little jigsaw in it and stuff mm -hmm. you should go watch it uh, of course the live reactions to future game show uh, and xbox will be on our vods channel after the fact but do come check us out live on saturday and sunday at 6 p.m uk time if you can chat with us we're much our chat is much more nice than the live chat for the yeah, streams. yeah you don't want to be in the live so, chat for the streams come, come hang, hang out, out with either us. either just watch it in silence with us or put it on one screen and have us on the other you know you can do both if you, you can want. Finally, there's just enough time to talk about this week's sponsor, Ashton. Do you remember what it is? I do. It is, of course, Summer Jame Fest, singular, yeah. where all the Jameses get together. Jeff Keighley is supposed to host it, but he's too busy. Yeah, he's too busy. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching slash listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.